Hello, welcome to Riot Act, the alternative music podcast. This is episode 33. I don't normally do the episode uh, number, Renfrey, but I thought, fuck it, why not? I think it's you spec- do. No, I don't. Don't. We're going to have an argument. <laughs> We're going to argue straight away. Start uh, uh, I'm Stephen Hill. He's Renfrey Deadman. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm very I'm very good. I've just got my hair stuck in your pen. You have. Yeah, uh, you stole budget my... Pen, but other no, no, it's definitely my pen's fault that your hair is stuck <laughs> in it. Yeah, that's my <laughs> yeah. pen, isn't it? Cheap yeah. pens that get hair stuck in it. Well, I don't see your hair getting stuck in it. Oh, it feels like quite the, quite the <laughs> passive-aggressive start. <laughs> To the show, I was going to say what a lovely treat it is for both of us to have, not to have you here. That's just, I'm just used to have to put up with this every fucking week. But we are delighted to be joined by um, two of the vocalists of two of our favourite young heavy bands are in the house with us, Serena from Svelbard and Jamila from Ithaca. Hello guys, thank you very much for joining us. Hello, thank you for having us. That's quite all right. How's it going? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is it the the, the, yeah. the argument before we've even introduced yeah. you that me and Renfrey have had? You're like, wow, what Ruined, kind, of, really set the what tone kind of show have I actually <laughs> found myself coming on to? Um, yeah, uh, thanks very much for coming on. We'll chat about, well, multiple things. Um, we're talking, well, there we was, have, there's an awful lot that we're There's an awful about. lot to talk about this week, so yeah. we'll try and crack on. Uh, we're going to be reviewing new albums from Venom Prison, from Louise Lamont, and from Angel Dust later on. Uh, we should shout out Musicism, as we always do at the start of the show. Very happy to be part of those guys and the service that they provide for you. I don't know if we're a part of them, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, again... It's just it was You just put it in a weird way. Passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in a weird me. mood. We're recording on a Sunday and I'm not used to it. Picking so at I'm, me all the time, yeah. aren't you? Uh, anyway, uh, the guys over at Musicism provide some of the very best online tutorials for you, the budding musician. If you want to be a singer, a guitarist, a uh, songwriter, a producer, go to musicism.net and over there you can fill your boots full of corset for their courses. Corsets. Courses and videos corsets. and tutorials. <laughs> corsets. <laughs> corsets. We are, we, are, we are looking to go into courses. Right. <laughs> 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 sponsored courses uh it's 9.99 a month you can also get 25 percent off when you put the code riot in capitals in the checkout also just go a shout out to our, our patreon page patreon.com forward slash right podcast if you want to help us out financially um to pay for a new pen for me since my shoddy pen gets Renfrey's hair stuck in it yeah. uh we've been doing right ears reviews for our patrons recently we've just done one on massive attack Renfrey. yeah mezzanine by mezzanine. massive attack mm. you're from bristol aren't you i am from bristol are you you are and serena you've just yeah. come down from bristol as well i'm also from bristol so you presumably have to like massive attack no. Oh God, fucking hell, Renfrey! Okay. Uh, you lied to me. You said everyone in Bristol <laughs> like Massive Attack. Earlier today, I literally said that if you're from Bristol, it's illegal not to like Massive Attack because oh, they're from no. Bristol Am as well. I going so. to jail? Well, now that now that it's on record, you might go to Bristol Jail. Yeah, Bristol <laughs> Jail. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Not I'm a Massive Attack fan. Not at all. a massive fan. No. no I'm hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I never liked how trip hop overshadowed everything else that's come from Bristol. You know, mm. people always go, oh, yeah, Bristol, Porter's Head, a massive attack. And it's like, yep, there are other things. And to me, I find the sound quite depressing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's so grey and, like, dreary. It's like, oh. Well, Mezzanine is the, dr- yeah. the dreary yeah. album. Yeah, Don't yeah. want to yeah. be feeling what, that thing. What else comes from Bristol? We've got Banksy. Uh, uh, yeah. We've got Onslaught, the thrash metal band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Svalbard, Svalbard. Um, Oh, we've got Amputated, the death metal band. Yeah. Um, outside of music, what else is oh, Bristol? Um, Ian uh, Holloway. Ian Holloway. <laughs> the football fine. manager. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Bristol Blue Glass. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Bristol blue glass is, is lovely. Yeah, it is very. I don't very know nice. what that is. What is that? It's a um, style of glass. It's like transparent, translucent, translucent and blue. blue, like a dark blue. Oh, oh wow, stunning. So. Trip off it is the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main thing. We, neither me or Serena have made a very good case of Bristol there, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is a shame. We'll but, work on that. But um, we'll work on that. I like Massive Attack enough for two people. So yeah, yeah. And Bristol is great, by the way. Yeah, Bristol's lovely. Awesome. I've only been yeah. a few times, but it's, it's very nice. Anyway, that's uh, that's coming up for Patreons soon. Also, we didn't mention this last week, Renfrey. Well, we did, but right at, the end. right at the end. You've started writing a column for Musicism. I have, a weekly column. Now, a little be- bit of dough. Because mm. you are a mad idiot, you've yeah. decided to write your second column on the Leaving Neverland, the uh, the Michael Jackson documentary, which has just gone out. Yeah, I enjoy upsetting people, so I thought I would uh, just be controversial and uh, say... Well, I mean, I don't want to go into too much what it's about, but I basically argue the case for um just because someone does us something utterly hideous and awful i don't think it's uh it's up to people to be able to say you are not allowed to listen to their music or you are not allowed to um Mm. uh take watch their film or whatever you know so like okay as a woody allen fan i still will watch Annie Hall, even though he's a very even though you don't pro- like it, you just like Woody Allen the man. Don't you don't really like his films, <laughs> just like him as a person. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. It's, it's torturous. Yeah. yeah, it's torturous watching his films, but I just think he's a great guy. <laughs> oh, oh dearie god. me! <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, I, I'm you heard the sarcasm in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me you yeah. heard the sarcasm in that. I didn't. I didn't hear it <laughs> at all. Um, oh, how, how do you guys feel about that? Is that this whole kind of you know separating the art and the artist? And it is at the moment. Obviously, it's it's a it's a hot potato and it's burnt my hands many times. How do you feel about that as a, and the, the sort of the idea of doing that? Uh, I think there's no, there's no short answer to it. Mm. Um, but for me, ultimately, it boils down to uh, people, I think people have a moral obligation to decide on who they're going to give their money to. And if that person's a fucking asshole, they're not having my money. So mm. that's pretty much it. I, I, I think, I think, it's more born out of this attitude that I've seen quite a bit on social. I mean, I've seen friendships break up over the weekend about it where people have said, um, you're not allowed to like listen to Michael Jackson anymore. And then people are like, well, I want to listen to Michael Jackson because his music still brings me joy, even though I, you know, don't believe in the things that he did. And I don't think he should have done those things, blah, blah, blah. And it just seems like it's adding more vitriol to a, to something which doesn't need more more vitriol. I, I think people should ha- be able to listen to what whatever they want to in the privacy of their own homes, if that makes sense, or, or take in whatever art they want to, even if the people who have made it are problematic. I think or, my main question is, like, like I said, where do you draw the line with the behaviour, though? Mm. Like, at what point is there the cut-off point where you say, OK, we cannot listen to this artist anymore um i think you know i'm I'm referring to there uh but like then where do you draw this line like would you not watch um harvey weinstein films Uh who's Mm -hmm. made you know i watched a michael Mm -hmm. moore documentary the other day and i was like oh produced by harvey weinstein where's the cutoff point and then that documentary in itself is a really good powerful documentary with quite a good message so it's again it's that issue of sort of separating the art from the artist and 
like people aren't their art people aren't sometimes the message that they give across so it's kind of it's a tough thing for people then who consume the art to be able to sort of it's almost like I feel that people should have those split personas of what they show to the world and then who they are behind because no one's going to be like perfect and where do you draw the line of what's acceptable but then I totally see your point of like you don't want to fund an abuser well this is it (laughs) I think like I said I think we individually have a moral obligation to decide decide on who we want to support um but like you said also you can't tell other people what to do Mm. and if they want to listen to that in the privacy of their own home that's fine but then i think then it's up to them to be responsible about how they let people know about that so yeah you know if you're if you're going out there being like oh remix to ignition like do you know what i mean yeah expect the shit you're gonna get and you deserve it like you're more than entitled to listen to it if you want but just know that there will be you will you will experience some kind of some shit from that absolutely that's that's interesting actually because i i'm not gonna say who because they're a a great human being but i was once going to do an interview with someone in a band whose favorite band are pantera Mm -hmm. and he said to me i love pantera but i'm not doing this interview with you about pantera because i'm not going to go on record to the public and say aren't pantera great Mm -hmm. because of how i feel about phil anselmo Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a very kind of it was a very well reasoned well rounded like well thought out he's like yeah you know like i love the music but i can't kind of morally go i i'm I'm gonna kind of rep this band in public and yeah yeah yeah. like for me you know obviously michael jackson is a solo artist so i think it's slightly more cut and dried where you have a solo or someone like r kelly who you know i think we were saying before we we came on about r i mean r kelly is like it's very very difficult to sort of go I probably didn't do it, and you know his music's rubbish. He seems like an arsehole. See you later, mate. That's as far as I'm concerned. With, yeah. Like with as R. Kelly goes, but with someone like Pantera, I mean, I was saying to you, and you laughed. I'm going to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't like aubergines, but I do like moussaka. And <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And if I'm going to eat yeah. a moussaka, it's going to have aubergines in it. Even though I don't really like them, I eat them along as part of the menu. Like Phil Anselmo is an aubergine. Is, a, is the aubergine of Pantera? <laughs> like I've I've interviewed Vinnie Paul twice. It's a weird analogy, but it's, well, it's good. It's, good. Know, it's good. I like it. Are you are you excusing people based on the quality of their music then? Because you've got R. Kelly, who is obviously a serial abuser. You've got Michael Jackson, who mm. is apparently a serial abuser. Mm-hmm. And it's like you say, well, you know, R. Kelly, R. Kelly's music is shit. See you later. But Michael yeah. Jackson's music is revered. You know, I, d- I do think over time, I do think those are individually the two qualities that you have to mm-hmm. um, weigh it up against. So well, I was more using R. Kelly as in the fact that as a solo artist, with an un- with like there's it's it's kind of undeniable that that he's bad. That feels more cut and dry than going Pantera are four people. Yeah, one yeah. of them is a very disturb is a pretty kind of disturbed individual um three of one of you know two of them have passed away i've interviewed vinnie paul twice and he's one of the most uh, beautifully kind and generous people that i've ever spoken to before in my life i don't know that i can go well i'm not going to listen to pantera mm-hmm. solely on the basis of one element of one and, and one element of one of the four members' personalities, that to me, there's more to Pantera than just that one thing. And I think that's when you start going, 
I don't really know. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel kind of bad when I listen to Pantera, but there are sometimes like, I listen if I listen to Lost Profits. Weirdly, if I was to, the last time I listened to a Lost Profits song, which was about five years ago, that I kind of had to do, um, hearing his voice made me feel a bit sick, and I was just like, okay, well. That I wouldn't ever listen to that now. The crimes are very different, though, aren't they? Very, that's very the different. Thing. Yeah, very, very, very that's different. The thing. And also, yeah. And like, also, but you say that there's still what there was four, four other people in Lost Profits. Yeah. Five. Their entire Five other uh, was there a DJ? Jamie Oliver, the DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you forgot. You forgot. <laughs> 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 I know that's an all right one to have a crush yeah. on. I know plenty of people that had a crush on the wrong one. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, you're yeah, you're erasing five other people's musical careers that mm. they worked and grafted hard on yeah. because of the fuck. Oh, sorry. No, you, swear, you can swear as much as you like. Swear the shit um, out of it, <laughs> Serena. Don't yeah, worry. Just because of one person's, you know, uh, awful behavior it's mm. it's again it's that thing of like does that one person represent the music of the entire band like yeah. it's hard mm. to separate and but like to go back to what you said earlier i think it's a really good point of like if you are um saying oh i openly saying i listen to pantera i openly saying i listen to michael jackson there's that difference between enjoying something personally mm-hmm. on your headphones and that's your own personal enjoyment and then promoting something yeah. like mm, wearing yeah. a t-shirt or something being in your face it's the same with black metal and stuff mm. like that if you're wearing a burzum t-shirt mm. you are being offensive mm. you are like sort of promoting something that has a really dangerous I- ideology behind it yeah, so there, there's definitely that difference between enjoying something privately which i think is okay like if you just say imagine like you loved Michael Jackson and it was a real nostalgia thing for you and it made you feel like a kid again I wouldn't want people to not have that in their lives because of something he did but I think you know being outwardly defensive and sort of heralding him up up there as some kind of musical god and complete innocence and stuff that's when it becomes problematic Uh, don't get me wrong I I think there are an awful lot of people who are defending um Michael Jackson, who are uh, deluded <laughs> and yeah. um, just blinded, uh, just blindsided, and um, it's certainly not me going, "Hey, this is okay." Um, but I just, um, I don't like the idea of someone being able to say, "You're not allowed to listen to that," because that's that feels very Orwellian to me. You mm. know, it's quite a dark idea. It's this idea of like not being able to take in art because the people who made it did some horrendous horrendous things i mean if we're going to go down those lines then there's a lot of artists who we can't listen to mm. anymore and, and the, the the list of those artists is far far broader well i think you have to think that there are a lot of people uh, a lot of musicians uh from the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, 60s and the 50s yeah. yeah 60s probably like look at the yeah. beatles and stuff like yeah. that um elvis jerry lee lewis is elvis. the one yeah people people talk about them in a way that minimizes what they did i do think if you're in the arts industry if you're in music and film there's almost this weird expectation 
that you're going to be deviant or this weird thing that it's kind of rock and roll and rebellious to mm. sort of go against the rules and like sleep with underage people, do all these, you know, dodgy things. Like you read any rock biog, Motley Crue, Marilyn Manson. They yeah, Anthony Kiedis one. Have you ever read that? I've no, read that. Goodness me. Painful <laughs> to yeah. read. They just abuse people. They're the things they get away with. And it's again, it's this whole thing that you can behave like that under the myth of creativity because that excludes your behavior mm. but you know how different would it be if kevin from accounts was doing it <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. yeah this is why it's important to talk about this stuff and obviously this this is the reason why you know this whole me too movement is a good thing because which is fairly obviously so in the sense but because it's bringing these things out but um i suppose it's just kind of having a sense of balance in terms of not just I think I think telling people what to do the other way is is kind of going too far in the opposite direction I, I do yeah think I mean you know we, we were talking before about I know it's not music but with Liam Neeson and I, I sort of made a, I, I'd heard people after Liam Neeson did that absolutely like quite unfathomable thing that Liam Neeson was talking about previously which I'm sure everyone's aware of I saw people going, well, I'll never watch another Liam Neeson film. That's it. I'm boycotting all Liam Neeson films. And I thought, well, he was, he was in Schindler's List. And that's like this unbelievably evocative, important piece of cinema that is telling a story to, like, you know, I said, you know, I saw Schindler's List when I was 13 at the cinema. I didn't know anything about the Holocaust. And it was, un it was unbelievably powerful and eye-opening. And to kind of, to cut that out from the work of, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that went to making that film to cut that out on the basis of just one interview that Liam Neeson gave I think is I think that's insanity to me because mm. that is Schindler's List will be will, will forever be an incredibly important piece of cinema it just is and you're not you're not actually achieving anything by not watching that you're not achieving anything yeah. by not watching. You're not penalising Liam Neeson. No. You're not proving how, you know, you're not boycotting Liam Neeson. You're ignoring, like, when art has the ability to actually educate people into sort of the, the you know, the, the error of the human condition, which Schindler's List is an is a, a unbelievably harrowing film, which made me go, I hope that that shit like that never, ever, ever happens again. And to go, well, I won't watch that because this guy who was just a weirdo is in it. I just, like, I, I think there's, like you say, there's got to be a point where you go, what does this, you know, the, the, is their behaviour outside of this, like, and their, their Mr. Medina's, is it relevant to the work of of the art? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think with something like that, I mean, that's obviously, that's a much different to, like, it's all right to listen to man in the mirror you know it's, that's a of course yeah, that's yeah, a completely yeah. different thing but i think you know there tends to be like a a cash uh, like a one it's very black and white it <laughs> seems to be like we we've spoken about oh, it and you know <laughs> i didn't mean it's like <laughs> a, yeah <laughs> it seems to be oh, there gosh. seems to be no gray area at the doesn't, moment, it doesn't matter Steve. What, <laughs> i don't no, know why you keep yeah. going on about i mean it's keep a, bringing, bringing it up yeah, yeah i mean it's a thriller isn't it it's, uh, <laughs> It's bad, um, <laughs> and it's the way you make me feel, Renfrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, anyway, but I mean, speaking of people's reactions to things, I suppose that this is probably a good time to bring up. Uh, so 
I've obviously read you, both of you guys' reaction to people's reaction to what I wrote for Metal Hammer. Now, this is an unbelievably stressful both, period in my life. Both giggling. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> to, me, to <laughs> that. It's like, oh, that's I, interesting. I, Sorry, yeah, it's I, just such an interesting reaction. In just like both suddenly giggling. A cold sweat at the idea of just thinking about the shit that people are writing on the internet is actually stressing me out a bit but mm. for people who don't know so i write a column i write a kind of opinion piece standing from, up for women well i mean unbelievable i mean it wasn't even that really it was just that i listened to loads of records and i thought that yeah. they were all really good they all sounded really different and i thought that you know like and i think i mentioned both you guys in in the piece saying how they're really really interesting perspectives that i hadn't ever heard in heavy music before and their perspectives in heavy music that i think uh uh, when you're constantly going, who's going to be the next? Is what's the next? Like what? You know, can metal really push itself forward? And I thought, well, actually, this is something. There seems to be a whole group of artists at the moment who are doing something which I've never really heard done with heavy music before, and I think that's really really cool. Which, of course, the people of the Metal Hammer Facebook uh, and Twitter decided meant that I was a communist and um, a, a, cuck, a, cuck. a cuck, a cuck, a cuck, yeah, you're a, a cuck. commie, SJW, a snowflake. Yeah. Um, woke, all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, virtue signal. Virtue, yeah, virtue signal. All this stuff. Can't just like Oathbreaker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't just go, you know, Oathbreaker are really good, I aren't they? The thing that frustrated me the most with it was the confusion that you meant women's voices in the terms of these are women giving different lyrical perspectives, yeah. using their platform in metal to talk about um, you know, abortion rights and yeah. things like this, which aren't in your typical Cannibal Corpse song. No. So like, and then it seemed to be misinterpreted to mean vocals. And then you just had hundreds of comments of, well, you've missed out Angela Gosso. You've oh missed out Taja Tarunan from Nightwish. And it's like, well, yeah, it isn't an article about female vocalists. And it's, it's also about, about new artists and yeah, they've been around yeah. for 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Like, who are your favourite new bands? Oh, you didn't mention Motorhead. What are you all about? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just an encyclopedia of women vocalists. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that was the thing I found the most frustrating is people constantly saying that things were missing from an article that the article wasn't about <laughs> and also a lot of the people who commented quite abusive comments on the original piece did not read the fucking article no. at all <laughs> no. that's the thing they're the people that were out there calling you a cuck and mm. a fucking social justice warrior and all this and being like ooh snowflake but they were very easily triggered by mm. the word woman and metal, weren't they? <laughs> they were very triggered. Mm. They were very triggered. Mm. So highly sensitive. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the obviously the irony was completely lost on them there. So I mean, it, basically, I never expect. I, I did expect people to be like <laughs> a bit, but I didn't expect it to go where it went. And I tr I got to the point where I was like, I cannot read this stuff anymore. Mm. I picked on one guy on Twitter I I was like, I'm going to pick on one guy oh, and I'm going to humiliate you I'm going to basically like my, my my girlfriend said I was bullying him which I was to be fair I got to the point where I was like yeah. so you're cyber bullying <laughs> this person and I was like yeah <laughs> so I, was like, I suppose I am really are you still banned from Twitter yeah I am yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, how are you yeah I am yeah, I, yeah. I got, something totally different I got banned yeah. last week did you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I got banned. Banned buddies. I, yeah, I got banned <laughs> last week for tweeting about how um, I didn't like racists and homophobes and TERFs. You and say that. Yeah, I, I, I tweeted that, you know, the, the incredibly hot take that 
those people are bad. <laughs> and I got banned for hate speech. I got, wow. I got banned for using the word hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah. So we're banned from Twitter, badasses like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you guys both had to kind of trawl through that and then write responses, which went on the Metal Hammer um, Facebook uh, website and Facebook page, obviously, which arguably invokes an even more vitriolic mm. response. It made it worse. Yeah. I have to say, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. Um, my kind of takeaway from that is you guys must really love metal more than anyone else because if that was me, I'd be out the fucking door in a second. That's I'd what be my like, boyfriend see said. you later. Yeah. He was like, how do you put up with this? I would have just sacked this off ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was uh, illuminating mm. to see people's responses. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it, it, that those comments that... Uh, that were on your original article and then the the worst ones that we had on the piece that we did obviously doesn't exist in a vacuum. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of, it's not representative of everyone, Mm. but it is a really good indicator because it is social media and it is, you know, a lot of people use social media is kind of indicative of what a lot of people think. Mm. And it was just really, really incredible to see just again, the anger the, the anger kind of aimed at us for um, from people who, again, didn't even read it. Yeah. Would, would not even read our responses, refused to read our responses. And then were taking issue with, like, the headline of the piece. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, fuck's sake. Which writers don't write usually. Exactly, yeah. 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 didn't write that yeah. headline. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, like, a, a similar thing happened when, um, when Ithaca... Uh, had a write-up in Revolver magazine. Oh, God, yeah. That, that, yeah, do you remember that old yes. thing? Yeah, so... Just before the record came out. Just before, before the record, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, whoever it was that had done the social media on for that piece had posted it on Facebook. And, you know, the headline for it was something like, I can't remember exactly, but it was, you know, this is a band that has members of different genders and sexualities and eth- ethnicities and stuff, and you should listen, and this is why you should listen to it. And it was very similar to your piece. It was like a thousand comments from a bunch of people being like, we don't give a fuck, you fucking cucks. You know, like people telling me that they wanted to rape me, people telling me that they, uh, that they, no one gave a fuck where I was from, people saying that no one cared that we had a packy in our band, um, all this kind of thing. And like from people who did not read the piece. And if you, if, if they'd ever actually read the piece, there was only one line in the entire writer interview where I'd said, oh, we have people from different ethnicities and sexualities and genders and we think that's really cool. Yeah. The rest of the piece was about the record, but like that was the response. And it's a very similar thing with this. Mm. I think it's that frustrating thing of the loss of control with a headline of, you know, that headline is all the majority of people on these websites are reading. They're not clearly not reading the article. Mm. And if you don't have control over that headline, it can be completely misinterpreted, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, like incredibly frustrating. People aren't speaking of getting to know your band, getting to know the new album. They're just 
reading that headline and going, oh, they're telling me I should care because of these social justice issues and that gets my back up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's designed. I genuinely, the cynical part of me goes, this is designed to get those comments. This is designed to get those hits, to get those shares and to get 1,300 comments with no regard for the actual artists like and their feelings. I don't want to comment on specific pieces, but yeah. in some cases, yes, I believe it probably is. Mm. Having worked in the media for ten, yeah. ten odd years, mm. yeah. yeah, sometimes the I think it probably is. The worst thing for me was we obviously picked the comments that had offended us the most and responded to them, and a lot of them were ones saying, you know, there's no place for women in metal. Oh, you're all shit. Like that was one. All women in metal are shit. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, every single one. And uh, um. And then when that piece went up, we had millions of comments again saying, there's no bullying or sexism <laughs> towards women in metal. Mm. What, you're making it mm. up? Like, mm. yeah, saying that we're making up. And I'm like, read the article. These are comments that we've taken. And I had one guy really take issue. He started personally messaging me on my actual Facebook, oh, wow. oh, nice. telling me that I was like, you know, doing a sampling error and that I had ignored his comments where he spoke highly of women in metal he didn't he was one of the people going why didn't you write about Tarja because she's great <laughs> and um <laughs> which you agree with yeah well, yeah you well yeah. Like uh, yeah yeah and I said that to him I said well actually I'm I do mention her in my <clears throat> response so what are you talking about yeah. but um yeah and they were sort of taking issues saying that uh we were just only picking the worst quotes and that there were thousands of positive comments and that we're inventing this sexism and that you know we're literally imagining it like gaslighting basically <laughs> on oh my God. over this article telling it oh no you're wrong you're not being treated badly you're not being treated unfairly like read the article read it was it. so it was so weird like it was so like as someone who you know i i i i never for i have to say I expected, I did expect there to be a few people going, oh, this is, you know, when I posted the first yeah, thing up. Yeah, yeah. But I was, maybe I'm just completely, completely, I had, well, I'm obviously completely ignorant to it because the level of fucking venom I was like, and, and it was people going, metal's got no room for this lefty. And I was like, mate, napalm death have been about, like this is a yeah. new thing. And it's like napalm death have been around for, fucking god knows how long and they and you probably love 70 bands that have wholesale ripped them off go and read an interview with carcass go and read oh. do you know what i mean like yeah. th this is go even <laughs> like, mainstream bands like system of a down yeah. oh yeah you know what i mean like it's always had room for politics that yeah. was that was one of my favorite comments it was like there was one really specific comment that was like oh who fucking writes this bullshit uh stop forcing politics on music or st was it stop forcing politics on art and i was like ah oh, you're new here like <laughs> what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where, like are, are you new here like when has there never been politics in art like what the fuck mm. it's, it, it's it was it was a real it was a, like a legit eye-opener because i did think like it was an eye in terms of how few people actually read the thing as well. Because I thought people would read it and go, all right, okay, it's, not, it's actually really mostly about music. It's mostly a recommendation on a bunch of bands that this guy likes. That's what it is. It's not really... Because I didn't really think... In my, in my head, I was like, this isn't a controversial opinion. This isn't a political opinion. This isn't, you know, 
uh, some kind of like I'm, I wasn't going. I'm going to be the man who stands up for gender like equality in the metal. So like, that was never my intention. It was just literally. I had one afternoon where I was sitting around and I listened to Oathbreaker and I listened to the Cult of Luna and Judy Christmas. And I listened to the AA Williams EP. I listened to you know, it was just after your guys' album had come out and I was just like. Um, Ithaca, yes. Yeah, well, actually, both of you, to be fair, I'd listened to both of your records around Starboard. that time. And, uh, Starboard. Starboard, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think I'd just been sent the Venom Prison album, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. And I was like, man, they all have this different. I mean, we said it last week. I didn't, again, I, I don't want to fucking like I'm battering down on While She Sleeps or anything, but we did go, you know, While She Sleeps are kind of a political band, but then I kind of don't really know what they stand for. Whereas when I listen, Serena, like when I listen to your album, it's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that, whoever you are, wherever you come from, whatever your point of view is, surely that is what you want from an artist. You want to go, I understand this person's process, their belief system. Like that's what I am. And, you know, someone went to me, well, like, if it was somebody who was pro-Trump, you wouldn't listen to their music. And it's like, well, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to hear someone writing a record if they really believe that. I would rather they really believe that and they actually, and they wrote an album about it and they really kind of went to town going, this is exactly how I feel in my heart. That's how I feel. Rather than going, uh, you know, I'm not really sure I should really nail my colours to anything because mm. that's, bo- you know, that you get a lot of bands who seem afraid to do that now. Like yeah, they're afraid to attach themselves to any sort of like strong political beliefs. They sort of dress everything up in ambiguous words mm. and yeah. like, yeah, it's not particularly direct anymore. It's not considered commercially viable <laughs> historically. <laughs> it's a hard sell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I think it's part of the reason. But certainly, you know, doing this show in the last couple of um, what well, we've been doing this for seven months now seven eight months mm. and feels like much longer <laughs> <laughs> and, and most of the most of the uh artists who appear to have something to say particularly in metal are women just happen to be women and i think that says quite a lot in terms of i, I can't remember the last time a uh, let's revert that horrible term male fronted metal band mm. um uh <laughs> yeah, what is it like being a girl in band, by the way <laughs> oh my I'm god refused <laughs> um, um i don't remember the last time uh, a, a guy said stuff in a metal band that made that resonated with me and made me go yeah but oh, but that but with women i could probably tell you five or six releases this year where that's happened mm. so um I don't know. That's not a question. More I don't know. It's it's quite interesting, and I think I don't know the the Ithaca album. We've gotten quite a lot of um, not a lot, but we've gotten some backlash um, because of our like political views and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of swinging the other way around, we've had I've had a lot of people say to me, "Well, your music's not political, so you have no right," which is. Mm-hmm the other side of it because what, as in you're not allowed to express a political yeah opinion, yeah exactly it? yeah is because because our music isn't political right people have taken issue with um because you know i run our social media and yeah. stuff and i you can tell i'm a fucking loud mouth yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean and you know i think a lot of like the the good like a lot of the press that we've got and stuff has been has featured the fact that we have very strong political views and you know we we are very passionate about representation and stuff like that. And there have been some people on, on Twitter and online who said, well, why isn't your music political then? You know? And it's like, well, we, we didn't write a political album. Like 
we we wrote what we wanted to write and I wrote an album but you know that's based on my feelings and now you're telling me that I'm not allowed to be political online because I didn't write a political album and it's like why, why you, you can't please everyone thing? yeah you can't please everyone yeah you can't please anyone it does feel at the moment like you literally can't please anyone um so yeah so it was it's a I don't know. I don't want to think too much about like the, the problem is, is yeah, you never meet these people. No. Like, well, I don't anyway. But, <laughs> I'm well, sure well, they actually, exist. I genuinely, after that second piece went up, there was an evening where I wanted to quit. Like, really? I'm not. Really? Yeah. There was an evening where I was just in tears and going, I the backlash is overpowering me to mm. a point where I just want to hide under a duvet and. Every night you go on stage, especially if you're like on tour, like when we supported Enslaved and stuff like that, you go on stage and you feel the crowd sizing you up and you feel the negative assumptions and then you have to convince them and you have to work five times harder than the guys in your band to convince them. Mm. And then you come off stage and you're greeted with patronising, oh, that was good for a girl mm. kind of thing every night. And then a piece, you know, supposedly sort of celebrating stuff that we're working towards goes online and people just hate on that as well and don't even read it and don't even acknowledge your band for what they are it makes you go why am i making all the sacrifices that i make to do this band when like it seems that the hatred outweighs the positivity do you ever do you ever think there'll be i mean how close do you think it actually is because again like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to hold my hands up and go i was pretty stunned by it and i feel like you know when you say stuff like that i go oh yeah shit i guess it's just not something which i've even ever had to think about like i wonder what these people how these people feel about fema but i wonder how these people feel about you know the people that surround me at gigs aren't going to look at me and go what's he doing here mm. I, and it's just, so it's just something that's never even had to you know i've you saying that has had to make me go all right yeah do you know what I mean? And you know, and you do kind of you hear yeah, some yeah, of that yeah. and you suddenly go, Oh man, I'm really not very kind of good at actually compartmentalizing these ideas. So I have no idea how that feels. And I guess it's just something that I've I just blindly just kind of wander through life and I've seen and go, Oh, you never see these people at gigs, but then maybe you do. I don't know, do you? <laughs> Sometimes they are yeah. there. Yeah, they are they there. are there, but then why would you see them? Why would you notice them? Yeah, yeah, I get. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, a, as a white man, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're not going to be staring at you. They're not going to be questioning if why you're wearing a band T-shirt. Yeah. They're not going to be asking you if your boyfriend got you in or, mm. you know, like trying to... Uh, is your boyfriend in the band? Yeah. There's, there's yeah, a new exactly. film called Is Your Boyfriend in the Band? I know. Yes. Yeah. There is, yes. I do want to go watch yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It looks really good. Sorry. No, but, I mean, do you ever kind of envisage a time where you where that doesn't happen anymore that's like after all this i mean it dream, should yeah. be right that's like, the dream i think i don't know for me um personally i have always been privy to this sort of thing and like it's a bit strange because when when i started playing with ithaca about six years ago i got a lot of abuse like mm. live because we were playing you know, we were a fresh band and we were playing a lot of shows with bands that were bigger than us and obviously letting us open for them and stuff like that. And people didn't really know who we were. 
and it was a slightly, I mean, we've, we've made, definitely made steps in the past five or six years, do you know what I mean? And it was even less forgiving then. Mm. Um, so I did get a lot of shit. And then, you know, once you kind of establish yourself as a band a little bit, you kind of end up in a bit of a bubble where um, you're playing lots of shows and the people that are coming to see your band know who you are. So almost in a way you don't get those people at your shows, like people who come to watch me play know who I am. So I'm not going to get that kind of abuse at one of my own shows. But then um, kind of having the album being released and then going from like press to like international press and playing bigger shows, it's fucking worse. Mm -hmm. It's worse because I'm being exposed to so many more people and they're being exposed to me. And actually I'm getting more abuse than I ever did before, which is sad. Do you know what I mean? It's like you kind of reach a point where you think, you know, as your band gets bigger and as more people listen to your music and stuff, that things will improve. But actually, for me personally, it's gone way worse. That's really fucking depressing, that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. If that's the reality of the situation, then that's the reality of the situation. It makes you want to stay in the DIY hardcore Mm. bubble. Definitely. It makes you want to stay in that little bubble where all the bands are friends with each other. Everyone who comes to a show, you all know each other and you all sort of share the same views and beliefs and you know you're going to be welcome. Whereas when you take bigger tours or have more promotion, yeah, I would definitely say like since especially releasing our second album where I was so lyrically direct, I've had just some unspeakable (laughs) things happen, like abuse wise via the internet and just yeah it the more exposure you get the more you yourself are exposed to the reaction to everything that you're about and the fact that people can misinterpret what you're about or just hate people just hate women in metals <laughs> sometimes some people like, just hate women just, yeah they just like, hate it people like, just hate women yeah. i think a lot um, as well why do you think uh, so i think metal i don't think metal is the only um uh, genre that has uh, an issue. I don't know. I don't know how to express it, but oh, for uh, sure. has, has an issue with um, with uh, has this issue. But why do you think metal is one of the genres historically that has, or even today, that has this issue with women? Do you have any kind of um, theories as to why that could be? Maybe it could be because it's sort of. Um, metal as it sort of was founded was sort of fueled with testosterone yeah. and yeah. all about the anger all about the aggression and the violence and the moshing and everything that encapsulated it was a very sort of masculine traits mm-hmm. so it can was always treated with suspicion of why would a woman who's oh into makeup and nails and girly things Want be interested show, in this yeah, or, yeah. Sh- or show those feelings yeah almost, or, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so i think why aren't you being attractive out there yeah you're, you're not attractive when you're screaming i think that was oh yeah that was one yeah because yeah. i really care about that that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the piece, one of the one of the comments that you commented on was someone saying, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not turned on yeah. by women screaming, and I yeah, think that's what, that, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to men's 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 extremely dis, like misguided view that everything women do is for their benefit, mm. and that yeah. goes for 
pretty much every facet of life. Do you know what I mean? And music mm. is just one of them. Yeah. So if we're not pleasing men, then why the fuck are we there? Yeah. Like, exactly. why are we there? What's the point? Mm. What's the point? The thing is, I mean, uh, we should probably stop talking about this at some point. <laughs> no, we're obviously not going to solve it. But I think no. what's, what is cool, and I think what you should both be applauded for is what I said at the start, that obviously um, having to go through all that and the shit that you guys got, what I hope it will mean is that the next time, maybe <laughs> with the you know with the amount of music that's come out now, which is like like I think one of the things I said in my piece was that this is leagues ahead of just a n other thrash bands going mm. through the motions. At some point, I maybe it's the romantic fan of music in me that thinks that the cream will rises to the top, and at some point, people are going to go. Yeah, you know, you're right, actually. Those bands are better than, you know, fucking Theory of a Dead Man or other fucking crap. No, bands. you forget. <laughs> you forget. It's like that Peep Show quote. Like, you can't trust the general public. No, I no. know, I know. Like, yeah. they like shit. <laughs> they they do love like shit. shit. And so like the cream shit. often doesn't rise. No, I know, I know, I know. It is true, but I, you know, I like to kind of hold the belief somewhere in my heart that, that, yeah. that, there w that, that will one day kind of happen again because mm. I remember when it used to happen when mm. I was growing up and it felt like good stuff was actually kind of celebrated mm. and um, and I just hope that it means that if you guys keep doing it if the, the amount of music that we're talking about that, is, that this conversation is relevant to if it carries on then it just will become it will eventually it will just be, become so commonplace that you won't you know you won't even think about it, it I would like to think yeah just that's what you want to yeah. get to a point where this is just not noteworthy at all yeah. it's just that's the way it is well I think so I think a lot of people especially you know not to rehash what you said but a lot of the commenters on that on the, both of those pieces really really have a problem confusing tokenization with representation mm -hmm. um so the people saying, well, you know, the more you highlight it, the, the worse it is. You're making it up. Like, stop creating a problem. That was one of them. Stop creating a problem where there isn't one. Mm. And it's it's not an issue of tokenization. Women don't want to be tokenized. Yeah. We don't want to be given... Um, we don't want to be given a head start yeah. because we're women. We don't want people to fucking feel sorry for us and, you know, treat us differently. It's about representation and about supporting people who are from... Um, you know, minority groups and to a point where there is no gender imbalance, yeah. but we can't get there unless you fucking support women yeah. and yeah. non-binary people and trans people and anyone who isn't a white man. Yeah. And people just need to fucking grow up and just do it. Just do it. Yeah. I mean, the thing at the end of the day, I, mean, I was going to ask you actually, just the sort of last thing on this is that, um, that idea of, they've gone oh you know i've seen festivals go well oh, book this festival we're going to book this festival lineup and it's going to be all women i wrote a piece on this i oh, did you? Yeah, i seen did it. it's called is 50 50 the answer and mm. it's on a norwegian website oh, wow. called the guest um i am quite against the whole 50 50 pledge yeah bill yeah. thing mm. so yeah if you learn so to kind of like if you learn that you guys <laughs> got on a festival bill Mm -hmm. Because they were like, we don't really like your music, but right, we'll, we give, like you, we'll give you a go, even though there are all these other, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, do you not want to play that festival? Do you? Sure. I mean, how much are they paying me? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's my first question. <laughs> Fucking pay me, the, like the, the, the same fee that you would get for um, an art tangent appearance. Um, 
I think there's a lot of variables that you know that would lead you to make that decision. But if if we were like you say, booked not because they liked our music, but because they wanted to tokenize us, mm. um, then no, I probably wouldn't play it. What's the point? We're not going to get anything out of it. I think it hinders a lot as well because mm-hmm. then people are going to have this argument of you only got on the bill because you're a girl. Mm-hmm. You were there to make up the female quota. I saw um, David Mitchell did a talk about his wife, um, Victoria Corrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She always gets asked to appear on panel shows, not because of like yeah. her comedy yeah. herself, mm-hmm. but to make up the female numbers. Yeah. And she's basically reduced, all of her merits are reduced to her sex. And that's my issue with the 50-50 split. We're not being offered a slot on a festival because we fit the bill and they think oh yeah this is a suitable band it's because we have a girl in and that just yeah it's going to make it even harder for us to be taken seriously yeah Yeah. this is this is not something i think by the way before i ask this question um but do you think it's a necessity to have that 50 50 thing um in order to get to the place where we want to be where it's just equal representation I'm playing devil's advocate. I know what I, I you know, understand, understand what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, in that sort of like, um, if you don't see women, if you go to a festival and you don't see women on stage, where is the inspiration for the next generation of of women to feel that there's a place for them on yeah. those stages? And so does the sort of um, exclusion re- repeat itself without the positive discrimination? Mm-hmm. But then I always think. <coughs> in that phrase positive discrimination the key word is discrimination mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. more overpowering than the positive yeah and it also it, it i mean like you say it if it makes people like the comedy point is a great one because obviously now the bbc have come out and gone there will always be women on our panel shows at this point uh, and they, they said 50 50 yeah yeah so there will always be women there will always be yeah 50 50 and had they not have said that and had they just have done it that's yeah, because yeah. so yeah. now you get yeah. people like Sarah Pascoe or Jessica Foster Q or Rachel Paris who are fucking brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. who are brilliant. Rachel Paris is and they're going, oh, they're only on there because they're. And it's like, well, if you hadn't have fucking said that and you just booked them like yeah. they definitely, yeah. definitely deserve to be booked yeah. on. Yeah. Book them on their merits. Yeah. 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 Don't, Don't say. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I, 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 mean, I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Like I, t- I always we've had quite a few offers in the past where we've been offered, oh, play this all girl festival line of all women and it's great and i i know that their hearts are in the right place but if we musically don't fit the bill Mm. and if some of the other bands that are playing like you know aren't very good yeah then it's not positive like it's Mm. not it's hindering and it doesn't put svalbard in a good light if you do if if you were to accept that it doesn't put you in a good light to Mm. you know play with Mm. Shit fans. Yeah. One um, of my <laughs> the amount of comments on when I put that piece out, and they're like, "Why, why haven't you mentioned Maria Brink?" And it's like, you know, fucking full world. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I com- didn't want to go. She's shit, yeah. mate. They're yeah. shit. I got compared to her once. I, oh, really? I get compared to Maria Brink. Um, uh, not as hot as Hayley Williams. Wow. And Angela Gosso would kick my ass. I'm like, yeah. no, she wouldn't. She's a massive stoner. <laughs> yeah. She'd sit down. We'd like have a great chat. That's what me and Angela would do. <laughs> but I, like, I don't get compared to anyone vocally, really, which I guess is a great thing. Yeah. Get a lot of men calling me fat online, which is just really? another another facet of that. Hey, man, I've put, I've, 
you know, I've attained some mass over Christmas, let's say. Hey, haven't we all? Yeah, exactly. But like, that, you know. I know this is a, uh, an audio medium, but I am clearly the, 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 the largest person in this room. And, yeah. and I don't, I haven't been called that like oh, since but I you're, you're a, you're, yeah week. but you're, <laughs> that, you're because your, your merits aren't based on your, on your looks, looks. No, yeah exactly yeah i was just making yeah yeah no i get what you're saying but um in terms of even just like our me like my band's music and like online and media and mm. like photos and like reviews and stuff like that that's what people jump to my appearance mm. before they've yeah. even listened to the music so it's like who can we compare her to who can we compare serena to oh well she's fat so they must be bad like it's 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 baffling isn't it it's mind-blowing i you know again i'm not here i'm not here to please men like i'm not here what i do is not for the benefit of the male gaze i'm so sorry if you don't find me attractive but i'm fucking hot so who cares <laughs> fuck you like i'm hot as fuck man whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> When we released uh, our first video for the second album on Metal Hammer, the first mm. comment was, nice boobs. Fuck it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been an education for me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and uh, it genuinely has. Uh, so um, it was just, uh, it was, I'm, 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 really glad that I, i'm kind of really glad that i wrote that piece because i don't think i've ever had more people emailing me going that was really good than when i had yeah, that yeah, yeah. um and thank you for talking so candidly on it because i think you know we obviously we mentioned it before and we've mentioned it a few times on you know this kind of thing on the show but obviously uh, we're not really by being two guys talking about it we're not helping unless we're bringing women onto the show to actually talk about it as well so yeah we really appreciate you but again you know if your music wasn't very good you wouldn't be here so i don't want no, you to think exactly. that you've been invited yeah. on for that like i yeah. like the, you know um, oh no no yeah yeah, but that no, was it. yeah. that's what i understand the, the whole original point yeah. was yeah yeah look at this yeah. great music listen yeah, yeah, to yeah. this great music <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah. so Anyway, well, you know, like I say, I might be a miserable shit, Rempy, <laughs> but I am an idealist at the same time. So I hope one day people look back. I hope in 10 years people go back to this podcast, come back to this podcast in 10 years, and we can all laugh oh, and go, God, how, remember how bad it was, and look how isn't, weren't we living in a wonderful utopia in 10 years from now. <laughs> that will definitely happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, in more uh, terrible news. Um, so this is interesting as well. Spotify and Amazon streaming services have been accused... Uh, of effectively suing artists. There was a ruling from the Copyright Royalty Board um, last week that upped artists' royalty payment to 44% to reflect the increase in streaming, as streaming was obviously now the dominant force in people listening to music. Um, uh, it's been appealed by both Amazon and Spotify. Uh, not Apple, though. Apple Music were fine oh. with it, which is good. So it's not often I go, good for you, Apple, but good for you, Apple. Um this just seems, I mean, I'm not even in a band and this seems very rum to me. I have no idea how you two must feel about it. It must be absolutely furious, the idea of... People make money from music? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, what? what? Yeah. Are, we, are we owed money? Yeah, apparently so, Are we yeah. supposed... What? what? Yeah. Fucking hell. Mm. Imagine, imagine. That's the utopia you're talking about, mate. Right? Really <laughs> oh, God, completely. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming you guys are rolling in Spotify and uh, checks and Amazon oh, yeah. checks. Yeah, about 12p, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell, Jesus. It's, you, you need to have a crazy amount of streams to even start making money. Mm -hmm. May I ask, uh, like, if this is too 
you know, obviously we're talking about finances, so you don't have to answer this. But it, uh, over what period was that twelve p? May I ask? Do I you think remember? it was. It was a year. Maybe. Really? Yeah. You got twelve p for a yeah. year. Is yeah, that that's Spotify. split between the band or individually? Yeah, yeah. So you split between three, the band. Yeah. So three pence each. Yeah. Cool. I am rarely lost for words. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. When you get you again, I, am I just the most? Ignorant, blissfully unaware man in the entire universe. Like I know. <laughs> yes, you are. Good. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we don't do it for the money, though. No, no, of course. No, 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 no. But no, I'm kidding. Time, but the, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We do do it for the money. But the amount of time and work and effort and and the things and that you have to give up in. and money that you put in, like it costs to make an album. It's yeah, it costs yeah. thousands. A lot, yeah, a lot, costs a lot to distribute money. it for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Costs I mean, to press it. I never thought that it would be you know significant large large amount of money but 12p mm. is absolutely mind-boggling yeah. I, mean, I suppose it might as well fucking uh appeal it and fuck it off completely because yeah <laughs> yeah can we just go back to buy music <laughs> well is i don't, yeah. gonna, is that I ever don't know if we can because Oh, oh come on! <laughs> yeah, no, but we've Please. had a few. We've had a few generations grow up who aren't used to buying music, and I don't know how you convince. I'm not blaming it on them, to be clear, but I don't know how you convince um, people who are so used to getting music for free and not seeing it as a uh, commodity that has, you know, Financial value, 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 yeah. value attached to it. I don't know how. I don't know how you convince them that na- this thing that you've had for free for ages now you have to pay 10 pounds per record rather than 10 pounds for most of the recorded music in history yeah. i don't know how you convince people of doing that i don't but think if it's they possible. really want to hear something they will like it's yeah. that restriction do you remember when you really wanted to hear the first slipknot album yeah, yeah. and you just yeah. had to pay it was just yeah. the way it was if it went back to that they would pay yeah but maybe I, I don't know i think people really really want to hear it people will really, really, really find a workaround. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? True. Like, yeah. we were out there with Kazar in, like, 2001 or fucking Soul Seek. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Doing yeah, it. Yeah. So, um... I was an Audio Galaxy man. Oh, myself. really? Yeah. Audio Galaxy. Loved Audio Galaxy. Mm. I, yeah, I was Soul Seek. That was, that was my jam. Soul Seek, fair play. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Not that I've ever pirated music. No, I have never not paid for music, ever. <laughs> and please pay for music and our, <laughs> and our music I'm saying when I was a teenager do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. before I knew any better and I think yeah. we kids these us kids these days god with the younger generation um I'm, I'm not, not I'm fucking fucking this up aren't I um no, 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 it's I'm just saying there is a level of entitlement that people have these yeah. days who are not used to paying money for music and a lot of that is to do with the fact that they've always had it for either for free or for very cheap. They pay £10 a month for their Spotify account. Yeah. And also, they're not privy to the level of money and and time that goes into creating a lot of this music themselves unless they're musicians. And mm-hmm. that second part is not necessarily something we can do about unless we really show them and make known the value of what that art is worth. Well, it's coming like these. T- I saw these two stories next to each other. So, you know, 12p for a year for Svalbard's music. Um, obviously, you guys are a younger band. There are a group of people who don't have any kind of, uh, who don't treat music like it's of, of any kind of financial value. 
Kurt Cobain's Reading uh, 92 gown that he wore on stage when, they, when Nirvana headline Reading 1992 is expected to fetch around £50,000 in an auction. Mm. How do those two things <laughs> correlate in any oh. way whatsoever? I mean, I don't know that the they do. Of, but that's the kind of culture we worship, like the iconography yeah. and mm. the celebrity status, and that's what we're fixated by. Yeah. yeah, And that's why people would rather pay £80 to go to a 30 Seconds to Mars meet and greet but not spend any of their money on their actual albums or the actual art that they make. It's all about the celebrity, the bragging rights, the, ooh, I've got this gown, I can post it on Instagram. Like It's all about that weird, vicarious sense of self-importance that you can get through that so <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I couldn't have put it better I mean, I yeah. that's very very yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely people say I'm good at ranting, ranting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't have done we can bring it out that. Serena, yeah um, but yeah I just thought that was really bizarre that you know you go back to uh, like you say this a time where you know the biggest band in the world the, the thing that he wore on stage is while they were this huge thing and it's getting 50 grand in 2019 mm. but at the same time bands who like Nirvana came out now and released Bleach which cost what $600, $600 to make dollars yeah. to make yeah. you just can't ever imagine like they wouldn't even they probably wouldn't be able to get to the point where they made Nevermind it's um nah. and yeah again like I think I said it earlier about fetishizing the past is what people mm-hmm. do a lot and I know I'm slightly guilty of it because I know talk about the 90s well, we, we, are we are both we very did, very we guilty of it but at the same time you know I you know we still go on about bands that are around now and, yeah. and just as much well we're also massive advocates of new music yeah mm. um, so yeah it's, it's it's weird again like I don't know what the question is I don't know what the answer is I just uh, I found that kind of chilling mm. it is I think, I think yeah. that's a beautifully put point though the, the fact the, the fact that people are more interested in the celebrity side of things than the, the actual art that they created. Mm. I think that is really sad when you point it out like that, but so true. Sorry. And it's, yeah. no, 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 it's, 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 it's so true. Like that's absolutely depressing in lots of ways, but yeah. you know. But it's I've like, sorry, I think it's just like, I don't know, I have, I take issue with this for a number of reasons as well, but it's, um, similar to a lot of people who will buy a band's merch but won't go to their show mm. or buy a band's mm. merch but won't buy the fucking album mm. yeah. and mm. it's very much about being seen yeah well i've got about four of them actually so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that <laughs> to be fair they do fit really they're well. fucking great well i'm a well, i'm a heavy set gentleman and i need a specially fitted t-shirt and uh, that's why I get information in. But I'd love them to do like a Faith No More one or a Soundgarden They one. did do a Faith No More one a couple of years ago. Oh, oh shit. Did I did. They Dust. did do an Angel Dust yeah. one. Did they? they did do an yeah. Angel Dust one. I remember that. I tweeted them. Went, please, I remember please, that. Please do a Soundgarden and a Faith No More one. Mm. And I didn't see it. I'm, I'm furious about that. Absolutely gutted. But um, yeah, I had a mate who bought a Black Flag t-shirt before he'd heard Black Flag. Oh, no. And I was like, wow. I remember being... Oh, I don't know if it, he was well, like, they're hard to get hold of those records, aren't they? I was like, you fucking mail ordered oh it. Oh my god! You mail ordered the T-shirt from a place that sold Black Flag albums, and you decided <laughs> to buy the T-shirt first. That's, I mean, that was that was just weird. At least he admitted it. Wow, he do you know what not. I mean? Like, I was onto him oh, straight really? away. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll leave this in the show. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being um, there was a, a girl I fancied at school. And she came into um, school with a Motorhead t-shirt bought from H&M. Yeah. And then I found out that 
I was like, oh, you like motorheads? That's amazing. She's like, what's a motorhead? And I instantly didn't fancy anymore. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I'd Mike's, girl, Mike's girlfriend. Like motorhead, <laughs> Mike's girlfriend bought a, uh, a Misfits t-shirt, but it didn't say Misfits. It's just a skull logo. Mm-hmm. I went, oh my God, you got a Misfits t-shirt. And she was like, it's not a Misfits t-shirt. And I had to actually get the thing that said copyright Misfits down the bottom and show it to oh her just to prove that it was. And then I just went, I'll wear that. I, I was way too fat for it. But fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's mine now the t-shirt is mine anyway um it's all about that thing of impressions given off isn't it like giving yeah i mean this kind of to be honest i'm the bit i've gone on record and said i don't care what fucking t-shirts yeah. people wear yeah i don't care like, you know if you see them at somewhere in a metallica t-shirt and they just like a t-shirt you'd buy an epic <laughs> t-shirt from primark wouldn't you hundred percent. Come in soon, mate. Got to get them bags. Get them bags. Make them jeans. Both of you, if you did t-shirts, because them fruit of the loom t-shirts, they just don't look. I look terrible in them. I look so do I. Stub, be, stubby. Be careful. We do merch now. We need to be careful. You know, I'm not in anthrax, so I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> wearing your own merch. You remember the anthrax they download? They're wearing like anthrax shorts and I love that. Yeah, I, love I that fucking too. love that. Like when like, wrestlers come out in their own tops yeah. as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that is like my 2019 vibe, mate. I've not done it yet, but catch me in all my merch. Like, right. I'm just like, yeah, sick. Yeah. <laughs> The old Ithaca sweatbands on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait until you see the next uh, the next round of merch we've got coming. That'd be coming on in an Ithaca t-shirt, Ithaca shorts, yeah. Ithaca socks, yeah. Ithaca sweatband, and then in between songs, <laughs> drinking out of an Ithaca mug. Oh <laughs> no, not a mug, mm. a tankard. Yeah, a tankard. <laughs> a pewter a big, tankard. A big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to bring back. Uh, I want to bring back the early to mid two thousands metalcore booty shorts, right? Oh, and yeah. not many people are with me on this, but yeah, I'm not. I'm a, <laughs> big, <laughs> I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of them, and I don't. I don't think what my bandmates will let me. I don't think my bandmates will let me do it though. What is the worst piece of merch you've you've worn from a band? Whoa. I know, or my, yeah, like because obviously you've, I've got a bloody, you know, a ghost ring or something shit and well you will wear that as well but like, wear that. Yeah, yeah i love i love merch jewelry and i don't I do. think enough people do it yeah like i'm okay. big on that like if i went to a show and they had like t-shirts that were like 15 quid and like but they had like jewelry mm. like i'd like just fling my money at it do you know what i mean like a like, nice little pendant with a yeah, yeah. Pendants. i suppose yeah, they yeah. Were. yeah i had i bought tie green and yellow tie-dye offspring shorts wow i'd oh love to see you God. in those i don't know where they are <laughs> no. i can top that go on official bright red slip not boiler suit oh really what? wow <laughs> do you still have it yeah. oh my god <laughs> do you remember how much it set you back that's fucking uh, sick i think it was like 80 quid but that's like yeah i remember them selling 2002 that. or something yeah, crikey yeah. was it um oh the red one so so it was the uh, first it, album it was the red one and it had the tribalesque sort of um oh okay sewn into the arm. nice yeah. how often did you wear it i wore it to all their shows you're gonna wear oh, headlining yeah. download this year you're gonna be rocking Absolutely. Out no <laughs> they they're dead to me after iowa Two albums, then. No. Oh, I love the third volume one. Three. No. Not controversial. No. Volume three. three volume three is a cracker. Yeah, I love no, volume three. No, it just yeah. sounds like Stone Sour. No. Like, <laughs> where are the where are the weird scratches and samples? No, where are like the bit. weird? There's just a couple of acoustic just tracks. Sa- yeah, it just all sounds really watered down to me. No, I'm like sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, 
I've not worn a weird piece of merch. I once bought a Nick Cave tea towel. That's yeah. pretty good. From his... I've got a baby metal tea towel. Really? Did yeah. they do tea towels? Was that in Japan? That was in Japan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's great. The best piece of merch I've ever seen, uh, taking flipping your question, the question and completely yeah. flipping yeah. it on its head, is um, Kings of Leon condoms. Do you remember that they... Oh, my God. They had yeah, the... they, I, they're actually very necessary because anyone who likes Kings of Leon should not be allowed to have children. <laughs> Only... And anyone who likes Kings of Leon, you know they're not using protection anyway, are they? <laughs> Fucking hell. The, the reason I bring it up, it was actually on their first album. <laughs> when they were quite good. Yeah, the no, first that really first good. album's good. And first, first two are good, actually. The first album's called Youth and Young Manhood, and mm. the condom said protecting youth and young manhood. On oh, I see. That was quite amusing. Mm. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm very annoyed, Jamila. Top that? I don't know if I can top condoms. I don't know. I don't know if I can top something medical, you know? <laughs> something that has a medical use, unless you're actually giving out drugs. A kill switch engaged cap would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, what? <laughs> A cap? Uh, yeah, like a, 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 a... You mean like, like a, a like a diaphragm? <laughs> yeah. like, like a femidom? Yeah. <laughs> Have you considered Ithaca femidoms? <laughs> Howard Jones era, obviously, not, not, Jess, want, not Jesse. I want a, he, uh, he wouldn't do a that. Parkway Drive coil. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm going for. Jesus. I know Winston listens to the show. Call me Winston. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure Yeah, Winston does it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he can sort that out for us. Um, yeah, yeah, please Winston. Well, do at least tweet us Winston. <laughs> device with That would be, yeah, that'd be mind. good. Anyway, should oh, we do some, on a should similar do some thing, Does anyone use Femidoms? I've never oh, actually even seen one. Can we do some <laughs> <laughs> like, I think um Do they even exist? I think they have their uses. I think they were never popular uh I mean, a lot of people might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. Never really popular in heterosexual couplings. Uh, ah. But they have the uses. So... This what are you doing? has not occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like... This isn't just the first time we've got to talk to, to two women about metal. This is the first time you've ever spoken to a girl, isn't it? <laughs> in your whole life. Oh, God. What, what is going on in your mind? <laughs> Talk about femidom. I mean, I've never, I just, I've never seen one. I don't even know what a femidom yeah, looks like. You'll know about this. It, lo <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like a big bit of cling film. That's what it looks like. See, that's what it looks like. They do know. They do know. Do I've, I've never yeah, seen one. They're just like really, they're like stretched out condoms. They're, I mean, they're not sexy, are they? But a lot of the time, it none of the. None of the things are, are they? So no, really they have their really. uses, but I don't know. I just, I'm, I feel a bit weird. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm not a prude, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Renfrey, Renfrey, looking at not exactly what to cut. I mean, I just think just cut everything out to be. <laughs> um, so let's do some reviews, I reckon. Uh, right, let's kick off with Venom Prison, the new album. Uh, so it's called Samsara, Venom Prison's second album. It is the second album from the Welsh stroke Russian death metal stroke hardcore crossover Kids. Uh, Animus, for, for my money, was one of the best extreme metal debut records in a very, very long time. Um, and uh, I'm going to just shoot Careful. from the hip right, straight okay. away. And so I think this is the perfect follow up to what you would want from Venom Prison. Perfect. Yep, yeah, that's perfect. what I think. Mm -hmm. so the perfect follow up. I didn't say it was a perfect record. Okay. I said it was the perfect follow up is exactly what. I would have wanted Venom Prison to do. 
I feel like I've said everything I already need to say. <laughs> so could, how do you guys feel about the uh, the new Venom Prison record? I completely agree with you. Like mm. I wanted them to go darker. I mm. wanted them to go uglier. I wanted them to make it like almost like a more difficult listen. Yeah. And they have, and it's a challenging record yep. in so many ways, but that's what makes it such a rewarding listen. And I'm just going to get this in there quick. The guitar solo. Mate, mm. oh my God, I wrote the same notes. <laughs> like, I wrote the same notes. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I keep seeing everywhere in like the press for this album that it's like, um, it's not like the th the th it's not as accessible as like Animus was, but I like this album way more. Mm, like, yeah. Really? yeah, there's a couple of songs that just there's one I can't remember what it was. I think it's the second track on the album. Yes, that's in my yes. Notes. Oh my god, <laughs> it's got this like fucking power metal so yeah. like intro like. It's and beautiful. <laughs> it's just got this yeah these like big really huge solos in it that like made me want to just like spin kick someone on the tube. It was mm. fucking wicked. They the are, are We were discussing this briefly in Ireland. They're very Kerry King-esque. Mm. Like very like, what? Very and whammy wild. bar heavy. And wild. wild. All just totally all over the fretboard. Mm. Mm. Absolute lunacy. The the, yeah, the solos are, are absolutely phenomenal. They're fantastic. You know when you listen to Heartwork by Carcass yeah. and like blink and you miss the solos and you're yeah. like, oh, I wish they went on yeah. for longer. I get the same feeling on this yeah, album yeah, yeah, of yeah. like, oh, I could have done with it's more yeah, of the, that. The Carcass comparison, that is, a, that is a wicked shout because I think they've got, I mean, talking about the solos, uh, the solos are one thing. I, I feel like as someone who... I'm not massively like wild on solos, although I think the guitar work on this album is it's fucking brilliant. exceptional. Yeah. But it's they've almost found like, and I don't want to, don't I don't mean this in a kind of insulting way that they've kind of found a quote unquote formula or it's formulaic. But the but most of what is great about Venom Prison is that it will come like smash you in the teeth in the first second, like boom, there you go, bang, 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 and then at the kind of midpoint to the end point of the song these absolutely crushing slow sludgy beatdown parts will come in and they don't just stick on it i think there's one track is it um Dukka near the end i think it's that one where oh, yeah. it feels like it's gonna fade out i was like oh no they're not gonna do a fade out are they with this like gung 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 and just fade it out and then suddenly they just go -da 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 again and it's just it's wild this record it's wild and it is really really like weirdly i know i said catchy last week i can't remember what i said was catchy i think talk talk i said was catchy yeah. which is the wrong thing to say yeah, it's catchy yeah. i'm <laughs> wired in a way where anything that like i get excited about i go it's really catchy which it's often <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not saying this i album. wouldn't call venom prison catchy no no venom prison <laughs> not catchy but you cannot you can't take your eye off this record for a second because I'd it goes all over the fucking place. I'd say it's infectious. Yeah, that's rather a good than record. catchy. Yeah, yeah, like it kind shot. of it draws you in and it sort of gets stuck in your brain and worms its way around <coughs> rather than like catchy to the point where you can't stop singing it. But there's definitely something sort of addictive yeah. about the way they structure songs. Yeah, I think so as well. I, I like. I think this album is brilliantly. Um, we talked about sequencing quite a lot mm -hmm. and I think the way that this the songs just kind of they come in so quickly one after another like it's, I suppose it's mastered and mixed like brilliantly it is yeah. such a like right in your eye the whole way through like I, you listen to this on headphones and it's like having your body like your head s just crushed it's fucking brilliant it's like 
Kerry King's a brilliant shout. Carcass is a brilliant shout. I think they've got, they go as sludgy as any of the kind of the modern entombed inspired hardcore bands at, at points as well. Yeah. That's something that they've added in from the last album, which I think they've, they've taken to a whole new level of like horror almost if you like and um but as good as all the music is man larissa on this record is yeah yeah she's fucking unbelievable i was gonna say i think uh i think they've done some really interesting things with it production wise and particularly with larissa's vocals yeah because i she's a fucking amazing vocalist anyway she always has been um but I love what they I kind of I love what her vocals bring on this record. And she's she's sounding amazing and just kind of, yeah, I think production wise, some of the the layerings they've done with with her vocals and stuff. It just works really well. It just sounds, I don't know, that sweet spot between sounding super clean production wise, but also sounding fucking filthy. Yeah, they've got that bang on. So you can hear every note yeah. when you can hear each note and you can in rather than like sometimes grindcore and death metal bands, black metal can sound like soupy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't yeah, pick yeah, out yeah. the instruments. You can pick out everything. It's like, again, yeah, really, really good. Oh, production the production's deal. stunning on the yeah. record. Yeah. It's so good. And and like it goes against all those sort of uh, I don't know, Puritans who are just like, oh, I want it to sound like you know, the drums just sound like biscuit tins and all that mm. bollocks. Yeah. You know, like there's, I don't think there's any excuse for that kind of, uh, I don't think it sounds good. You know, I don't think there's any need for that kind of thing. So, uh, so if something's going to have a nice, it's an evocative feel of, of a time. It depends what it is. Yeah. Like not, not all heavy music needs to sound like it's been played for a fucking toaster. And I <laughs> yeah. think people need to, there's a time and a place, yeah, you know, and yeah, I sure. think their music is too technical to be, to be recorded like that for yeah, it to sound like yeah, that yeah, you don't yeah, get yeah. to appreciate it that w- if if that were the case but sometimes people confuse like that muddy production with uh like a sort of mark of character for the mm, band yeah. and they're like oh it's not a good record unless you want to put your wellies on and wade through the uh mm-hmm. the muddy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah but this is does like you say i think that the production's amazing at making it ke- seem clean and clear but without losing any of the extremity at all. It's like a kind of perfectly pitched production job on like a modern heavy metal record. But to go back to Larissa, (laughs) just for a second, who I think is just on like like unbelievable form on this record. I mean, her performance, like you say, she's a great vocalist. She always has been. But I think on this record, not that she didn't sound like herself on the last record, but I think a lot of the times in extreme metal, vocalists can blur not not even blur into one another but there is a um there's obviously a signature sound isn't there Mm -hmm. to that kind of vocal and i think when you get a very distinctive voice in a scene that in a scene that often lacks really distinctive voices i think that is a massive skill and i think on this she has put in a performance where she only really sounds like herself and that is fucking difficult to do mm. in this type of music yeah like it's it's really extreme but she can go up she can get really down low there are times where it almost feels like she's just talking angrily mm-hmm. like it's fucking brilliant well it's really um multifaceted mm. her um vocal delivery on this album and quite a lot of extreme well no not always but there's a there's a lot of 
extreme metal vocals where it is basically just the same thing or you just feel like you're being screamed at in the same way over and over and over again larissa goes to like larissa takes the concept of screaming and does loads with it and Mm. goes to lots of different places and lots of different registers and lots of different you know um yeah that's also something that's really technically hard to do yeah Yeah. Yeah. which i think not a lot of people realize as well like you can be really good at screaming and just be one note yeah do you know what i mean and she's obviously you can tell really technically proficient because to be able to pitch up and down like that and change the sound of your voice is fucking hard so and also to do it with her own sort of personality and character yeah just sound like a person yeah 90 percent of metal vocalists sound like they're doing metal voice yeah. <laughs> and they're like yeah. stepping into that role but she doesn't sound like she's you know stepping into that it just sounds very natural mm-hmm. um, yeah really ex- like a pure form of expression mm. yep. yeah yeah um i think this is brilliant this record um i i have one point of contention oh, here he goes <laughs> go um, on i i <coughs> excuse me i i do i do think this is a brilliant record mm-hmm. i think it's a really good follow-up and i love the fact that they have um uh they've kind of done an iowa they've kind of, they've gone let's yeah. just make it harder and heavier and more you know uh even even more difficult i suppose mm-hmm. in a sense um you said that you thought it was the perfect follow-up for you yeah um for me and this is where our differences in personal taste come I would have, I don't think it's a vast progression over Animus. I just think it's taking Animus's, uh, taking an already brilliant record and just fine tuning it and make it a little bit heavier. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I sort of said, I don't think there's anything formulaic about it, but I think they they have their formula. I mean, Venom Prison are essentially... They're a, they're a death metal band with yeah. sort of hardcore riffs yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 they yeah. come from the hardcore scene and they're trying to play death metal. I mean, I don't really like when you're that good at writing songs like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Like qu- to me, it, to me, like to kind of on that point, mm. I don't really need them to start going all Pink Floyd or, do you know, I don't need them to start experimenting with sounds and stuff. They are a death metal band. And if you can write absolutely fucking brilliant, like, death metal which which actually emotionally connects with you like yeah. i feel really like i listen to larissa's voice and it totally connects me to ben in prison yeah that is the thing that so few bands have i don't need them to do anything other than like they've gone heavier which is a plus yeah. for me like yeah, i don't yeah, want yeah. them to start writing radio songs so they've gone heavier which is better the songs are better the production's better this is the per- this is exactly what you want a band like this is second album to be i think personally i'm perfectly happy that it is this Right. I think um You want a post rock album, right? I want a post rock <laughs> You want a fucking post rock <laughs> album. That's all you want. I think I there think it is. if Venom Prison if they released then a third record like this, I think that would be a problem. And obviously they haven't, so that's irrelevant. But um personally it depends how much you love this kind of thing. And I think you love this kind of thing more than I do. If you absolutely adore technical death metal and all you require is just for it to be done really well, then it probably won't be. But but there is a level of, of like we've already discussed, there is a level of change enough in what they're doing, I think. Not like, you know, they're not... <sighs> They're not stepping way outside of the boundaries of the thing that they've already created. Mm. They have chiseled away at it. They have perfected it. They have adapted it. They have slightly... You know, it's the difference between 
Wolverine Blues by Entombed is fucking amazing. Mm. To ride, shoot straight, speak the tooth, I think is even better. Mm. It's not much different, really, mm. apart from the production. Maybe the song lengths are a bit shorter. Maybe there's a slightly more of a rock and roll edge to it. But that's in this type of music, in extreme music, like I think that's kind of I think that's enough, and I think that's what you sh- what these sort of bands should be doing. I don't want them to step so far away that I just you know do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. We just mm. disagree. Okay. Um, <laughs> and 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 I think I I really like to be super clear. I think this is a brilliant record. I really really mm. like it. But um it's our job to say good things about records and also things that we don't like as much about records as well. And for me, so I think you liked Animus more than I did. Yeah, I really, really liked Animus, but mm. towards the end, because it's a constant onslaught and because it's constant, like, um, there's no respite. And there are, you know, I think that's what a lot of Venom Prison fans will want. But there is that whole argument that we've talked about quite a lot of, like, if if you're just constantly heavy throughout, it loses its power after a while. Well, there's Devil's Enemy in the middle. That kind of 90 second. And I think, you know, because, yeah, you're right. We have spoken about bands yeah. going on too long before. But that 90 second bit of just brooding, Industrial dark, industrialized dark noise, stuff yeah. just breaks the album up really well. I think it's a clever thing to do. It does. Um, for my taste, I would have wanted a bit more, just more, basically. More, more like, you know, the opening riff to Fight Fire with Fire sounds fucking monstrous because it's pre- it's preluded with that acoustic intro mm, that's thing. true do you know what i mean yeah yeah and what i'm trying to say this record is 42 minutes long the previous record was around the same length um i find that with both albums i kind of get desensitized if i listen to them in one set in one in one um sitting mm-hmm. i get desensitized towards the end where i don't think the quality goes down i think the, the i think the quality is really high throughout yeah but because i've been bat my ears have been battered for 42 minutes or so um the last couple of songs don't have the same impact for me as the first couple of songs if i listen to the album in reverse it would probably be the exact opposite do you, yeah. do you yeah. see what i mean i, um, I get it yeah so that yeah. is my feeling on it i still think this is a fucking great record pussy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still think I, <laughs> I think this is a i think this is a fucking fantastic record but you can't know, handle it when that's what it is <laughs> but this is a go this, back to your emo your emo but this this is one of those bands who who i don't want to say are hyped but there's a lot of buzz around them. yeah 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 and really. very few people ever point out anything any sort of criticisms about them at all. And I don't think that, I think they're doing a lot of amazing things. I think Larissa's mm. an incredible front woman and I think she's an amazing uh, presence. I think she's an amazing, intelligent speaker uh, in terms of like the things that she says and yeah. the, the issues that she raises and all this kind of thing. I think the band behind her are just fucking monstrous mm. and incredible. I can't think of a band doing what they're doing better than they're doing it right now off the top of my head can you think of anyone Not death really. metal street stream so like much. like pure death metal kind of mm. i can't really think of anyone what do you guys think about this there's two people who are in heavy 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 bands uh we've spoken about kind of brevity in heavy music and how i you know like i, I think that can be quite a quite a tool um 
at some points for, for bands who are who making kind of relentlessly heavy music to kind of get in and then get out quickly. Um, this album ever sort of drag or dip for you at all? Uh, not for me. I think, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, Renfrey, about um, it just being like a relentless onslaught, like a mm. wall of noise kind of thing. Um, but I think this album less so than Animus, and I think this oh, is right. why I prefer this. Okay. Because I think Animus for me was a bit too much, and I'm not like not like in the death metal scene. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. At all. Yeah. Like, yeah. there are certain bands that I enjoy. Venom Prison being one of them, yeah, but I yeah. think this album actually feels a bit more fresh and a bit more exciting, and I think it's a bit more varied, which is why I enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah, like you say, that I don't think you know they obviously have found their formula that works for them, but the way that they write, particularly with this album, is so varied, and and they are pulling kind of elements from other places and inspiration from other places. Mm. Um, that there rarely is a moment for me on this album that I feel like I'm getting bored of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That being said, I think that's when I'm being an active listener. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like if I were to not engage myself properly with this album, um, I think I might feel a bit exhausted mm. listening to it. So I, I get it. Like, I get it. I don't know. I don't I, know if what I said there makes sense at all. I don't know if... I, I, I wouldn't... So you said dragged. I, I don't... I wouldn't... I don't think dragged is too strong. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I also don't think... I was only asking. I think mm. boring uh, is too strong as well. Yeah. It just... It's, it is the desensitizing thing. Mm. I feel desens... By the end, I feel like you're using this... It's not the same trick because you're right. It is taking from lots of different extreme genres, but sonically, it yeah. is all in the same field. Yeah, I mean, um, it like bar it, the, the you know when you thing. watch like a horror film mm. and it's building up and up and up to the the stabbing and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm. I would say that this Venom Prison album feels like a lot of action, yeah. a lot of yeah. stabbing, it's and a, not a, a lot of build up. Yeah, it's, yeah, a yeah. it's a gore fest, yeah. although ironically not a gory gore death metal album no. <laughs> no but is that not like the prerogative of that particular genre of music a lot of the time which uh, that might yeah. come across as sounding quite naive for me as someone again who is not engaged in the death metal scene is that not the prerogative of that genre well i to think be this, i think this is a, i think a lot of venom prison fans will want exactly yeah. that yeah, and steve, yeah. steve yeah. is one of them yeah. um but this is where sort of personal taste comes into it and part of yeah part of my responsibility is to go, well, this is my feeling towards yeah. it. I still, uh, like, objectively, I think this is a fucking wicked record. Um, I can't see it being as, like, I, I imagine it will be higher in your esteem than mine. I would be pretty, I would be pretty surprised if this doesn't make my top 20 albums of the year. I'd be su surprised if it does for me. So, oh, right, okay. yeah. Yeah, I'd be, um, I'd be, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty, this is a damn good shout for yeah. top 20 for me. Okay. Yeah, 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 Especially in, like, so far, it's not been a worldy of, not been a worldy of a year, mm. to be fair. You're forgetting the new Avantasia album. No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm using that as exhibit that's, A. That's Actually. number one in my, my top 10. Is it? Yeah. Right, okay. Love it. I'm not listening to that. We didn't, we didn't, we have not reviewed, we haven't reviewed that. No, I don't think we will. Um, Good God, life's too short. Yeah. <laughs> to go back to the Venom Prison thing, though, yeah. I, I actually, I agree with you. Right. And I think my, the sort of the desensitizing nature 
of just how sort of blisteringly relentless yeah. it is. I think my not to say like like it drags, but I would prefer it if the album was shorter. Uh, actually, actually, mm-hmm. that 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 is exactly what I should have said. Just taking our points and expressing them better. Um, so really, it's not, it's not my point. Taking my points, it's not. It's not even that I want a fight fire with fire style acoustic intro. It's just if you this want. album was thirty five minutes yeah. rather than yeah. forty two, uh-huh. I wouldn't even be saying this. Mm-hmm. And that is that is what I'm talking about. Seven minutes because like, that style of music to me works so much better when it is that short, sharp yeah. shock yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's done. And you sort of yeah, that is true. I definitely do agree with that. Yeah. It's just in this case, I just thought because every song was so brilliant, and there and to me as well, there what kept me on my toes is I think there is. Although you go sonically, yeah, it goes on this sort of level where it is just like chaos from mm. beginning mm. to end with, you know, like 90 seconds of mm-hmm. not that in the entire thing. Still quite noisy, industrial. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah but. but there's so many twists and turns and there's so much. Yeah. There's so many. Like, I never knew. Are we going to get a solo? Are we going to get a breakdown? Are we just going to get like blast beats? Like, where's this? Go- I never felt, like I said, I never felt comfortable going. You know, sometimes you listen to... Uh, I think we did when we did um, Beneath the Massacre a few weeks ago and mm. three, four songs in you yeah. go, okay, yeah. they do yeah. a big like gun, 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 gun and then he comes yeah, in yeah, and yeah. then he's like, ah, and then it goes <laughs> and, then <he> goes, <laughs> and then it ends. Like All in every single song. should be that. that <laughs> yeah. I love that. that. Yeah. Very, very yeah. accurate. Yeah. And, and I was just like, oh yeah, then you're going to, okay. And then there's, mm. uh, I, I think it's I, good album. I would never ever say this is a one note album. I think no. sonically it's all yeah. in the same place. But, loud. But it, yeah. yeah, it's all fucking loud. But it does, it totally goes to different places. Yeah. I guess, I, I, I guess, think that's what keeps me uh, entertained. I guess, I guess I thought Animus was too long. Mm-hmm. And I think this is too long. That said, if you said if you turn around to me and said, right, which two songs do you take off the album? That's a problem because I think the quality is high throughout. Mm. So, so when I am, you know, damning in the sense, it's damning in the faintest way possible. Mm. But I would have felt remiss not to mention. No, it. no that's cool. Yeah. Do that's you want cool. a fun Venom Prison fact? Of yes. course. Ben from Venom Prison, yeah. Venom Prison, yeah. uh, used to be the bassist of Svalbard. Oh, he was the original bassist. Know that? Yeah. There you go. He left because he didn't want to do that whole melodic hardcore thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Now, We're all I, I think the joke's on him because I think the melodic hardcore thing is more sonically interesting. So there you go. But there Ooh. we are. Some trying to start a beef, <laughs> So anyway. Um, exactly what I thought. <laughs> anyway. Did uh, you hear what Larissa said about you, Serena? No, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> said that uh, Angela Gosso could beat you oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's Samsara by Venom Prison. Uh, for me, it's one of the year's very best heavy records for sure, I reckon. Um, all right. Very, very good. It's very good. <laughs> so next, we're going to talk about Louise Le Mans. Uh, this album is called A Broken Heart. It's an open heart. It's the second album of Death Gospel from the Swedish songstress. Um, Death is Gospel? Is she French? No, she's Swedish. Fair play. And uh, hence why I called her a Swedish songstress. <laughs> not a French one, room for Um Out on Sergeant House, which yeah. is a good label. Love Sergeant House. A yep. sign of quality. Yep. Um, so uh, we spoke 
Renfrew and I spoke about Louise Le Mans uh, just before the end of last year about her being kind of one of the up and coming um, interesting artists to watch for this year. We covered of, her we? first album when we were trying to uh, catch up on releases we yeah. missed. And yeah, yeah. Both quite, liked, quite it. liked it. I thought it was quite good. Um, Death Gospel. It's a good. It's a good name for a genre. Is that, that a real thing? Apparently so. Is that what we're doing now? I think. I think. I think. Her or her publicity <coughs> team have invented the term, but but it's deaf gospel. Is it relatively accurate? Is it not? Uh, I think there's something to be said for calling something like that gospel. But <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Hello. I I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult to describe because I don't. <clears throat> I I wouldn't call what she not in a derogatory way at all. I wouldn't call her music gospel though. I feel no, like it's no, misguided. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, I understand if they're trying to coin like a new turn of phrase mm, for, mm. for what she's doing, but I think... It's not elegiac, is it? Or it's no. not kind of... I understand it, but yeah, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I yeah, think I it's not saying. gospel. No, it, yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. I guess they're just using it as, like you say, as a kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's like a PR a thing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah. cool, doesn't it? It yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sounds edgy. It sounds edgy. It Death gospel. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a rision on your face as you said <laughs> that. God. Um, come on. Tell, tell us what you think of the record. I can, I can, I can, I can feel you both holding um, back. I. Uh, it's not. It's not Louise Lemon, is it? How do you say it? Lemon. Lemon. Cool. I think that's why I thought she was French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Or just because I said it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did make some notes on this because I didn't uh -huh. want to forget. Yeah. Um, there are, like, overall, I think, listening to the album, it's not for me. Uh -huh. I'm just right. going to put it out there straight mm -hmm. away and just say, I like really dark, gothy kind of stuff like this. You know, I like a lot of Chelsea Wolfe stuff. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, I'm into all that really dark, proggy, gothy stuff, which I, you know... I think has the potential to be really super interesting and really emotive. Mm. That being said, calling this, what did they call it? Dark gospel. Dark death, death gospel. gospel. Death gospel. Yep. I don't get the gospel bit. I don't really get the death bit either because it, there are certain parts on it for me that sound quite goth mm -hmm. um, and sound quite dark and brooding and mysterious. Um, I the, the, the song right at the end, uh almond milk is the end of that i think is lovely mm -hmm. like i think it's mm -hmm. amazing it's got these super fuzzy guitars on it and it's like really emotive like haunting vocals yep. at the end and i listened to that and thought that's what this whole album should have been but right okay for the rest of it i just don't get the goth i don't get the death i don't get the gospel element it's sounded more um it's, a lot of it was quite uplifting, well, which is like fair play. But um, I think um, there's a. I, I, th I think it's not miles away from Alana Del Rey. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I get that. I reviewed this for Metal Hammer, and I said in the review, if you were to listen to this, you would kind of go, "Why is this here?" Yep. And mm. Bat for Lashes isn't. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah. it, it's a, and it, it is. I mean, it is because it's on Sergeant House. That uh, can be really yeah. the only reason because of the sort of people that it's surrounded by. But then, but then I don't say uh, it reminds me of Lana Del Rey in a 
negative way. No, no, no. But I'm not. I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying it's got nothing to do with what the negativity, any kind of. At, at all i'm yeah, just saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. it seems odd that just being on a it's funny that just being on a record label but i mean we had this this is not a new thing if you're no. on a, if you're on roadrunner like roadrunner was signing dance acts at junkie xl was on roadrunner in the 90s and he's just you know a dance act and it got in metal hammer i think people well to to com- to make the comparison between an artist who is doing this kind of thing but far far better i think people initially were bemused with A.A. Williams being on Holy Raw because there's a certain sound you associate with Holy Raw. Um, and A.A. Williams isn't typical no. Holy Raw. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I do understand. I, I think dark is probably a better word than death. And yeah. there's probably mm-hmm. a better gospel thing. Pop. It's It's... Well, yeah, I, like, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do, I do, I do kind of consider this a pop record. I so do I. Yeah. Um, but it's actually personally, it's one that I really enjoy. I, <laughs> I, I really, um, I, I think I understand why people like. I think Chelsea Wolfe and the example we usually use on the show is Emma Ruth Rundle, mm-hmm. yeah, who is also exactly. absolutely wonderful. I love Emma Ruth Rundle. Um, <laughs> yeah, Anna von Housewolf is another. Anna von yeah. Housewolf. I think well. there are a lot of these. Um, <clears throat> Dark female-led um, female, female artists who are doing a much more interesting version of yes. what Louise Lemon is doing, yeah. Yeah. and it's a far more kind of poppy version. It's less nuanced. It's more, I suppose, straight ahead. Um, I am a bit of a sucker for this kind of thing, though. I'm a bit of a sucker for melancholy women. <laughs> Which sounds like an awful thing to say, but in a singing form. We've all got a type. <laughs> We've all got a type, Renfi. Don't shy away I don't from mean it. I mean, I like to make women sad. I mean, in, in like, I like in like sad I women say, only. It's the only thing you can do for them. <laughs> I, I mean, in a in a in a in a singing type way, in a music way, in a music way. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I kind of hear this and go, I know this isn't Chelsea Wolfe or mm. Emma Ruth Rundle, and I'm not enjoying it as much. I still, I still, I think, I think just enjoy hit it. the nail on the head for why this album sort of really kept failing to hold my attention was right. the lightness of it. Right, like right. Yeah. it was sort of, and I would, I wouldn't even use death or dark to describe it. I actually found it quite deserty. Ooh, you know what okay. I mean? Like it was like sort of dry, sandy, ah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. sort of. I was it just me or there's, um, there's a sort of almost. And I thought it was cool, like a sort of seventies rock, yeah, like yeah. vibe to it. Like, yeah, and I like mean, nostalgic, yeah, like, and I mean, like, you know, I'm not talking seventies rock, like, well, I'm trying to think of a super heavy, like, metal band. I'm, you know, Fleetwood. I mean, mm. my favorite moment on the entire record, I think, you know, she's fine. She's, this album's quite good. I do actually quite yeah, like. I, think, I, I think like the right. record as a record. It's yeah. not the most original voice in no. this thing that's going on at the moment. No, and we've spoken not. about, you know, we, we said Emily Rundle and Chelsea Wolfe, and I feel like those, they are really dark, and you can kind of listen to it and go. Ah, uh, yeah, that is relatable to, you know, kind of yes. heavier things. I can see the through line, but yeah. they're not exactly. The and same. her voice is good if it's a, if, if maybe a little by numbers. But the best bit in the entire album for me is that Dave Gilmore style guitar solo that closes out "Susceptible Soul," which is the sixth track on. I it. also I put that down. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. And I that's, like that. You know, and that's the point where it's like this is this could be like out of a Fleetwood Mac or a. Pink Floyd or a Genesis. Do you know what I mean? It had that real kind of wicked, like you say, warm, 
sort of mm. 70s style to it. Yeah. But overall, I think it as, as a record, it's being missold. And I think I feel swindled, mate. <laughs> ah, okay. I feel swindled. Do you know what I mean? So are you kind of... Um, so it's more like that you're miffed that it's appearing in Metal Hammer, for example, and you don't feel Not like really. I right, feel okay. like, you know, it's good to have a little bit of everything and to f- feature things that are uh, maybe a bit more out of the ordinary. Um, mm. But I actually, I don't know, I, my, I remember seeing lots of people online behind their keyboards being very mad about her playing Roadburn, right? Yes. <clears throat> and... I was like, oh, what's this about? Go have a listen to her music. And was like, okay, I'm not pissed off about it, but I can understand the confusion. And in the same way that their, um, whatever her PR is doing and how they're trying to bill her and sell her because she's on Sergeant House, I think it's a bit dishonest. Mm. I think it's dishonest because I don't think that, the, the, the couple of cool you know, gothy, like, um, 70s rock elements that she has in a couple of the songs are really not enough to be able to classify her in those genres. The thing is, if you would have given me this album and said, here's a really cool pop album, you love Lana Del Rey, so you'll love this, I would have banged it on and been like, great. Mm. Mm. But I feel it's not what that is at Mm. all. fit the marketing no and again who the other side of it is who gives a shit about marketing you either like the record or you don't Mm. think it's a good record or you think it's a bad record but i can see yeah it just didn't make sense to me in that context um and it it for sure was not what i was expecting so to flip that argument Mm -hmm. just for discussion's sake um you could have said the same about Ghost when they first appeared on the scene in terms of you have a uh, image which looks um, which is associated with a certain style of music, which yeah. and their music is not that. But why is it? But look at Kiss, look at King Diamond. Uh-huh. Like Kiss look demonic and they basically write pop songs. Yeah. King Diamond isn't actually that heavy. No. Like I think I just see it at Ghost who I fucking adore, yes. <laughs> are in yeah. the ne- uh, that next line. Yeah. So it goes Kiss, King Diamond, Ghost. Like, it's all... It's not... I think anyone who sort of looked at them and assumed they sounded black metal kind of missed the joke missed the and point. missed yeah. the point mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more about that theatrical, old-school rock thing mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, demonic... But I went to see Powerwolf in January because okay. I'm a massive power metal nerd. I've seen them. And I was like, hang on a minute. Basically, Ghost have nicked Powerwolf shtick. Like, the whole thing is it's a satanic mass. And Powerwolf have been going way longer than really? Ghost. Oh, and shit. they dress very similar. Yeah. Have the robes, have the... Um, what's that thing they wave the, around? It's a religious thing. Yeah. I should know. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Um, They're great live, actually. Oh, I, it's the best I don't gig. really like the music, but they are great live. Do you know really what? good live. I've toured for two weeks and not lost my voice, and I lost my voice after five songs at the Power Wolf show. <laughs> That's amazing. Because everyone was like <laughs> singing their hearts out. It was the best. <laughs> and they had a snow machine. <laughs> That's wow. fucking sick. Yeah, I so want a good. snow machine. <laughs> what a ludicrous band they are. But, but I, th- um, I think, like, what, going back to what you were saying, that the, even if 
the, the, the way they look and stuff doesn't match what their music is. There's still, you can, there's a line, you can identify a, le- a certain element of darkness, you know? Yes, he's dressed like the Pope. Their music is mm. poppy, but mm. there's a feeling of darkness along with that. Mm. Whereas with this, not so much, I think. Mm. Um, so it's not necessarily about your expectations versus reality or how they look versus how their music sounds. I'm all for that. There's a reason I like to make videos with fuckloads of confetti in it whilst playing in a fucking stupid hardcore band. Yeah, this, that is a good point. Actually. I like to be, <laughs> I like to surprise people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with this, it's more about who, are, who is their target? Who is her target audience? Who th- is her PR trying to market this towards? Yeah. They've got it wrong, in my opinion. Mm. It's wrong. I guess then you have to start going, well, now I metal I'm have to start covering Florence and the Machine and stuff like that, don't they, really, on the, on yeah. the sort of basis of this. Mm. Um, it's weird, isn't it, to just... Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, um, I guess, I th- you know... I think it's closer to Emma Ruth Rundle than, than Florence and the Machine. Not in quality, but in, but in, in, in Sonic. Yeah, but yes. even Emma Ruth, Emma Ruth Rundle is obviously way darker and mm-hmm. just fucking brilliant as well. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. Um, but y- to me, this sits right in the middle between those two things. And even mm. Emma Ruth Rundle, you put that in Metal Hammer and people will go, well, what's she doing here? Yeah, other than yeah, the fact yeah. that she's in a band with like, <laughs> uh, she's in other metal bands. You know, it's like the Black, the black Queen being in Metal Hammer is because yeah. the Black Queen wouldn't be in Hammer if it wasn't for the fact that Greg, Greg. Dillinger was in it. Yeah. Like it just they just wouldn't. So it's funny what gets in and what's get and, and what gets out and you're right it is uh, it's an interesting um it's an interesting piece of marketing. I think it's a quite but the thing is it is a good album. Like I do I quite I, like the album. I, I mean she's to I me like she's ocean, she's ocean color scene to Chelsea Wolfe's Oasis to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking That's amazing. That is spot on. <laughs> spot on. Um but still good. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's very good. Yeah. yeah. Ocean, but Ocean had a few good moments. Riverboat exactly, song. Exactly, yeah. Riverboat. So I said I'm on a horse, I'm gonna need a ride. <laughs> that's, that's a good one, isn't it? I saw um, Ocean Colour scene at V Festival and they were you? one of the best acts of the entire weekend, which is not saying a lot. I was gonna say So you wow. can say yeah. you've Ocean Colour seen them. <laughs> hey oh, that's a high five right there. Is that the name um, of the uh, episode? Oh, there week? we go. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> How would that work? You'd have to have I a whole pun. Think it through, Renfrey. Come on. But anyway, yeah, it's a decent record. It's a decent record. Uh, it's called A Broken Heart is an Open Heart uh, by Louise Le Mans from Sweden, but in a French accent. <laughs> so good. Uh, right, one last record we're going to do before we nip off. Um, this is by Angel Dust. It's called Pretty Buff. It is uh, featuring members of Trapped Under Ice, Turnstile. Um, so a kind of hardcore super group, I guess, if you like. First album since they signed to Roadrunner Records. Just talking about Roadrunner Records. And here they are. They've signed a, a bunch of um, hardcore bands over the last few years with some pretty spectacular results. So this is a pretty huge, pretty huge deal for the burgeoning hardcore scene, isn't it? Certainly lots of buzz around A lot it, of buzz. buzz in places that I would not necessarily expect them to be Buds. Yeah, cross stitch monthly were big on it, weren't they? <laughs> cross stitch <laughs> monthly. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Horse and Hound magazine. <laughs> yeah, ten out of <laughs> uh, it's their third album, it's their first material since 2016's Rock the Fuck On Forever. Brilliant title. Um yes. something tells me this band are not entirely serious. Uh <laughs> what are we saying, guys, about Angel Dust? Pretty buff. Um 
Well, first of all, I should say... I think I'm going to stop you right there, Renfrey. There's a face there. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> sorry, I didn't that see it. That, that, is, that is saying, oh, my opinion must come out immediately. No, I, I don't want to be impatient. Um, no, go. I love Turnstile. I love Trapped Under Ice. I love Angel Dust. Love their first record. Absolutely mm-hmm. adored it. Rock the Fuck On Forever was super fun. I yeah. think it was a super fun record. Um, but this uh, this new album continues the trajectory that they've been going on since Rock the Fuck On Forever. And it sa- this album sounds like a surf punk album. And I fucking mm. hate it. Wow. Mm. I hate it. I hate it. Which is like not very diplomatic of me. No, I guess. Fine. Well, you're um, allowed to express that. But I'm not a music journalist, so I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't have to be diplomatic. Um, I wish more people in bands were like that. <laughs> I know, I know, it's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I was a bit pissed off when Rock the Fuck on, uh, Rock, Rock the Fuck on came out, um, and it, you know, they did that thing that a lot of hardcore bands do. They, they kind of. Uh, <laughs> popped it up a little bit do you know what i mean mm. and everything got a little bit more um and there was a lot more singing and all this kind of stuff and i really enjoyed it i thought that's cool like i with that album i didn't feel like they'd lost their edge at all mm. because mm-hmm. they still kept kind of the elements that made them angel angel dust mm-hmm. um and then listening to this was such a disappointment like the first, actually the opening track um no what is the opening track called? No bums. No bums. It's not called No yeah, Bums. I, <laughs> um, I haven't got the thing up in front. I've usually got the thing in front. So I, what I did is I invented a name. Yeah. No, <laughs> no buts. No ifs. No bums. Um, <laughs> there's your title. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> what this song's called. <laughs> um, no fair. No fair. Okay. So. It was no something. When uh, the opening track "No Fair" kicks in, I actually got quite excited because it was kind of it kind of reminded me of the whole like culture abuse type thing, mm, yeah. which you know is not an unfair comparison, I right. think. Mm-hmm. And also a band called Swain, who I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're great. They're great. Like, yeah. yeah, they used to be called This Routine as hell. They're fucking amazing, and they were another band that went from being a really, really straight up hardcore band to doing like kind of poppier grungier stuff and they did it incredibly well really well so the first track got me really hyped and i was like actually i think i'm gonna really like this and then from that point i feel like it was very one note there were a few bits in it that i enjoyed but it sounded like i was watching the oc like (laughs) it was fucking harsh that is harsh. Yeah. That is, that is. Shout outs to the OC. I mean. That is harsh. But yeah, but the OC's not got the best soundtrack. No, it didn't. There's a song on there called Bang My Drum. Yeah. Which yeah. I quite enjoyed. That is that one of the singles? Uh, I think I it believe, is. I believe so. it is, yeah. It's, it was on Spotify, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I thought yeah, so that we. song was the best representation of the album or like the best of that album sort of mm. thing. Um yeah. But yeah, it's it's very surfy, mm, and I feel is. I feel like they have now gone too far for me. Okay. They've they've lost the hardcore edge. They've lost that kind of dangerous punk, super fast punk kind of thing that everyone loves about them. Okay. So I'll be interested to see how this is received. To be honest, 
Well, I, I, so I have to confess, I, um, this is the first Angel Dust record I've heard, ah. uh, if I'm totally honest. Um, but I love, I adore Turn, Turnstile in particular. Mm-hmm. And that last album was like my second favourite album of the year, I think. I think it was number two. And um, so my, I don't know exactly what my expectations for this were, but I know they were high. And the first time I heard it, I actually had a very similar reaction to you. I, I absolutely hated it. Wow. Uh, I hated it. Um, and I sort of vaguely expressed you opinion did, to yeah, you last yeah. week, didn't I? Um, I've listened to it more since then because reviewing an album after listening to it once is not proper. Mm. Um, and I have to... Ad- what? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The whole thing. It's the whole thing. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> are you supposed to listen to the whole thing? Not, yeah. I list, not the first three songs. Um, and I... On YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have to confess, the second time I listened to it, I realised I knew all the songs. And I was like holy shit it's it's very subconsciously got its claws into me somehow and i felt really i felt very unclean i felt like i'd been used (laughs) that's right right, steve just (laughs) but it it felt it felt odd because it 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 felt like it had um crept into my psyche and that didn't make me just love it but i realized i liked it a lot more than i did based on that one listen Mm. Um, I don't love it. Um, mm. and I don't think it's going to set the world on fire. I think there are good bits on it. You know yeah. that bit in High Fidelity where they're in the record shop and Rob goes, I just want something I can ignore. Mm. It's <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. It's shop music. Yeah. Like, I could get away yeah. with having yeah. that on in the shop I work in. It's yeah. so saccharine and sweet. It's a bit sickly. Um, yeah. And it's ignorable. It's all of those things. Yeah. I d- uh, it's, I mean, it, there's that or is it, it's fun. I don't like fun. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> like Not fun. that kind of fun. <laughs> no. Only power metal fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's got a lot in common with uh, bands I like growing up, like um, Civ and Shelter. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of early that kind of early melodic New York thing, um, which I like a lot. I think it's, you know it's it's a sunny record, like you say. It's got a lot of surfy stuff. It's that kind of Beach Boys cross with. Um, it reminds me of the second the second Shelter album was called Ah fuck I can't remember what it's called, but they went full pop for one for like for one record. It's really really good. Um, it's not as good as that. Uh, it's not really got. Because that still had a little bit of aggression. There's no aggression at all. Really this is my issue. No aggression in it at all. That's my issue. Mm. And at the risk of being that bitter, fucking annoying fan who's like, I like the old stuff. Mm. Like, I am coming from the perspective of someone who really enjoyed their first album and yeah. have seen the progression over mm. The, mm. the second album and now this album. I... um I still, yeah, I think it's a valid argument, but I think they've they've gone too far and and they have lost that aggression and the old stuff was better. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First mm-hmm. album was the best. Coming from the perspective of someone who'd never heard of them in their life, mm-hmm. and I get sent it and I go, oh my god, they've got a dollar sign for an S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that though. I mean, That's that, like that the that best spoke bit. Volumes to me already. But that made more sense. <laughs> that look made more sense when they were a hardcore band, when they were a punk band. Well, yeah, this Do is you know it. What I mean? And then um, 
watched a few videos on YouTube and went, oh, they've got dogs in the videos. I can get behind this. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then a very to dis- strange way of judging music, but that's fine. <laughs> to discover that it was people from Turnstile and Trapped Under Ice. Uh. I mean, bear in mind, I'd never heard Angel Dust before. I just went, what? Mm. Really? Mm. Wow. Like, it's just so divorced mm. from their other output that mm. I was, was very surprised by that. But yeah, I mean, just for me personally, it's not really my cup of tea. It's good that a band um, like this come along and they have got members of Turnstile and, I mean, particularly Trapped Under Ice and they are doing something really, really different to this, especially with Turnstile. Yeah, I, I mean, think there's yeah. like bits, I mean, that last Turnstile album did have a lot of kind of poppy, upbeat, sunny stuff yeah. on it as well, but, but they just did more, didn't they? They did it better. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the <laughs> thing. If if turnstile, if this was a turnstile copy or or a trapped under ice copy, then then yeah, in a way it'd be even worse. But but um, well, I'm curious to know what you both think, and and you, Steve, I suppose I don't really care what you think. Thanks, but man. um um <laughs> about this being a Roadrunner band. So they just signed Nickelback. <laughs> true. You know? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're regretting that in any no. way. I well, mean, well, Nickelback has probably funded um, Creeper yeah. and Marmosets yeah. and Code yeah. Orange yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe even, I was going to say Slipknot, probably not Slipknot, but, you know, Fear Factory's Reformation. It definitely made their Nickelback. Yeah, yes. it did. <laughs> yeah. That is... Are you wasted in a band? You <laughs> 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 writing puns for the sun. But I suppose it's um, not what we would uh, see as a typical, you know, sonically. It's not what we'd see as a typical Roadrunner band. Well, mate, I like to say Shelter on Roadrunner. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shelter came out on Roadrunner, <laughs> and a lot of you know they did they had a little period where the Mighty Mighty Boston's on Roadrunner. Did you know that? I did no. not know that. No. I did not know that. I wow. had two albums, Devil's Night. I'm not one. saying there are not no, Roadrunner no, records that have this, well, but it's not typical, is it? Maybe no, no, maybe not typical. But then I think when you look at the entire oeuvre of Roadrunner, mm-hmm. I think, you it, think actually, it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Yeah, and I fair think, enough. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, that song, uh, uh, Park, is almost like Weezer. You know what I mean mm-hmm. about him sitting mm-hmm. in the park? It's mm-hmm. kind of weird. I quite like. And also, take away the pain's got um, a bit of sax. There's a lot of oh, sax I in love this. The sax, yeah, I like yeah. the sax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dosha got... Dreams is it? A little bit of Dosha Dreams sounds a bit like that, doesn't it? Thought it sounded more Springsteen. That's usually what I think when sax. But yeah, sure. but punk band doing that, isn't it? And and well, I, I don't think it didn't sound like Springsteen. That it sounded like it sounded like they're trying to do the fucked up album. Sure. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fair. It is, Really influential and the best <laughs> album of the decade. Just drop it. Stop <laughs> it. No. It's a good album. Yeah, fine. No, I'm never going to drop it. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. This. That's what yeah, I think. It's That's right. my no, last I, word. I, 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 yeah, it's it's all right. I think I feel like you two feel it's not all right at all. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. No, I just I just feel a bit gutted as a fan personally. Mm. I feel a bit gutted about it, mm. and I feel like it's. Don't want to be dramatic, but you know, it feels like the demo- kill yourself. Yeah, I am <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I am fucking done. I've had it. I've fucking had it. No, I think it's just it's the it's the it's for me is the demise of what that band was, I mm. guess. Mm. And whatever their I guess this is their new chapter, so good luck to them. I think I think I think I doubt I'll go fine. back to I, it. I, but I doubt I'll go mm-hmm. back to it. One thing if I forgot all... to bring up: um, some people are referring to this band as a pop punk band. 
No. What? No. Surely what? not. Oh, but is it? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I've so? got no problem with that. Do they fuck kids? <laughs> uh, well, we don't have that. We Again, if you're listening to this in 10 years, <laughs> then you'll know the answer, I guess. Uh, but at the moment... So I want to keep that in. Sure. <laughs> well, no, they don't. Well, they're not a pop punk band then, are they? <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, Angel Dust. Uh, the album is called Pretty Buff. Um, uh, but it's not really. It's not very buff. It's not buff at all. No trade off this week. We're going to do it next week because mm. obviously we've, what, we've done this. It's been a long old show, isn't it? Um, uh, we, what are you giving me? This will destroy you. Yes. So you're giving me this will destroy you, and I'm giving you oh, the Lost Boy soundtrack. You're looking oh, forward to that, right? That's yeah, amazing. Right? Don't <laughs> um, so <laughs> I got that in stereo. I that know. <laughs> it's good, that, on it? So that is going to be goth-tastic next week. Yeah, I'm going to come in black lipstick. Oh, God. Don't do that. Um, uh, Why not? Because it's ridiculous. Next week, we what? are going to be doing... What, a man wearing makeup? No, you in black <gasps> lipstick would look... You would look ridiculous. You would look like the worst wrestler. For fuck's sake, why? <laughs> you look like a 90s, you look like a 90s wrestler, like an amateur 90s wrestler. Well, maybe that's the look I'm going for. Well, if that is the look you're going for, mate, then um, I'll see you next week with some black lipstick on. Good. Uh, while we talk about the cinematic orchestra, amongst others. Yes, yes. Gang of Four, innit? I need to get some black lipstick. <laughs> you doing Gang of Four <laughs> next week? I've said no, it every week. No, we're not doing Gang of Fucking so Four. So next week we're doing Cinematic Orchestra and Gang of Four. No, we're not. And uh, musicism.net, go in there. You can get uh, some money off your courses, which normally costs 9.99, 25% off when you put in the code right in the checkout. Do that. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice time. Yeah. It's been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it was really depressing at the start, wasn't it? It and was it, a bit. And it ended depressing for you, unfortunately, with the Angel Dust album. I version. like disappointing people. Oh, wow. <laughs> you mean you like disappointing people or you like disappointing people? Both. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, um, we should say super quickly, if you are listening to this show the day it comes out, uh, both both of these bands, both of these bands, both of these women's brilliant bands are playing in London mm-hmm. tomorrow night, which mm-hmm. is Saturday night mm-hmm. at Boston Music Room. And it will be Ace and I will be there. Will you be there? Saturday the what? Saturday the 16th. 16th. Of March. I'll be there. Nice. Um, be there and, and be square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it will be fucking Ace, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, good. So look forward to, see, to judging you. Um, on, <laughs> on judge harshly right. judge harshly no, yeah we'll review it next week won't we yeah 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 we'll be that's really what I meant yes we haven't practiced for ages <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine that's fine um, as you can tell I'm actually quite easy to uh, to to get a good review out of, I'm trying I? to do a good job <laughs> <laughs> trying very well alright anyway we've got to go see you later see you next week bye bye, bye. bye.